are listening to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. But we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Meltdowns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. The Plug Podcast. Music of more. I am your host, Bushing on the other side. I don't know if he's on my left or my right. I don't know where he is, but that's Metal Mike. He's back. What's going on, everybody? It's good oh, to be back. You, brother, I'm telling you, you just coming back from that trip. When I first looked at your shirt, I'm like, is this motherfucker wearing a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> well, kind of. It's a metal Hawaiian shirt, man. But I did wear one metal shirt on the trip. Um, I, I recently got to see Death Angel, and they were selling the Ultraviolet, which is their first album, which is all white. And, uh, you know, I, I think some people think I wear black by choice. Well, don't get me wrong. I do like the color black. But most of your rock and metal shirts are black, and my favorite sports team jerseys are black, unless I buy the away jersey. So, right. yeah, consequently, I do wear a lot of black, but I do like to throw in some color and stuff. And there was no way I was going to the fucking Caribbean with this fucking complexion, you know, without wearing white or light colors. So I went and kind of got me a new wardrobe, and I needed to buy some new clothes anyway, man. And, uh, um, but I thought about wearing this on the trip, but I didn't. But um, yeah, you know, it just felt like you know, it's been a while since I broke this shirt out, and it's it's a shirt that usually, you know, it's kind of loud, but it's the cover to Bonded by Blood, the debut album by Exodus, one of the fathers of thrash metal, right there with Metallica, folks. So there you go. Bad ass. Well, of course it's it's me. Think I'm gonna wear something pussified? Come on now. Oh. Boy, here we go. He's he's starting already, ladies and gentlemen. He's starting already. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. God. See, now you took that personally like I was talking about you. I mean, I don't see you wearing a poison shirt, so I don't think you're pussy-fied. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a dirty grass soul shirt for me today. There you go. So what else has been going on? Uh, well, dude, honestly, just got back from the trip and man, did I pay for it because this last week at work has just been a motherfucker. State came in, came in on a bullshit complaint. And usually when they happen, that happens, they only have one surveyor with this motherfucker. And we've had him before when he's been in a group of surveys and his name's guy. And I just want to smash his fucking face because he's an RN who's never worked a floor of the day in his life. And you going to come in and he's one of those dudes where if he comes in and, and the, and he finds the complaint that he came in on is unfounded. He'll keep digging and digging and digging until he oh, finds something. Oh. He's one of those guys. I mean, he really needs to get – I just want to twist him up into a fucking pretzel. Um, you know, because I just – to me, those people are bloodsuckers anyway. You know, most of them couldn't handle working the floor. And yet you're going to come in and tell me how to do my fucking job. Get the fuck out of here, man. And even though I don't really work the floor anymore, um, I just resent the fuck out of them. I mean, they don't really bother me personally because I'm IPC, so you know, which is infection prevention control, folks. So I mean, every once in a while they'll say, "Hey, can I see your logs?" Yeah, here. Now fuck off and leave me alone. You know, right. it's kind of my thing. But um, but uh, yeah, you know. But he was just digging stuff, and you know, of course, 
you know, when that happens, you get the corporate people. Everybody just freaks out. So we had to come in early. And I mean, I worked like 12 hour shifts all week. I'm fucking exhausted. Like I said, had an amazing trip with, you know, my boys. Same group, uh, crap, uh, group that we had last year. Cause last year we had so much fun when we did the mega trip to New Orleans and, uh, Memphis that we decide we're going to do this every year. But this time it was Rob, uh, you know, uh, he he's the one that suggested. Well, why don't we, you know, go to the Caribbean or somewhere and just kind of relax? So it was that kind of a trip, nice. you know. It wasn't as going here, going there all the time, man. So I was able to just kick back, sit on the beach, the big umbrella. And it was all inclusive, so I got to eat what I wanted, drink what I wanted. It was it nice. was a fucking blast, man. We did a, a you know, Metal Mike and Bildo for Realdo did their singing debut. I, <laughs> I don't know if you it. saw the video and Rodney Carrington, uh, Bill did dear penis by himself. And then we did the, um, you know, uh, oh, what's it called? It's something about letting show your titty, show us your, show them to me. Yeah. And, um, we had a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it was, it was just being stupid, but Hey man, that's, that's what you do. You get drunk and you sing karaoke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we had a, we had a great time, man. It was just, again, just a great bonding experience. And next year we're talking about either doing Vegas or we're leaning more towards Toronto, man. Maybe checking out Niagara Falls and that kind of stuff, man. So we shall see. And of course, you know, there's the rock and pod. Those are two, probably the two major vacations that I'll do a year. Maybe go on a little road trip here and there for a weekend or so, but you know, when, when I can afford it. You know, this one was kind of expensive because originally we were actually going to go to Jamaica, but Brandon, the youngest of us, he, he didn't get his passport um, extradited. So it didn't get there in time. So we had to do something, but we didn't want to do anything in the continental United States. So, you know, uh, the travel agent suggested St. Croix, but it was quite a bit more expensive than Jamaica would have been. So, oh, really? Yeah. Believe it or not, you wouldn't think it would be, but yeah, believe it or not, the other places are cheaper, you know, also. We weren't really on the ball. We had talked about doing this, but we did. We like this time for our bit. We're going to get our plane ticket. We're going to get everything early, like super early, because the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, it was fucking money well spent. I had a blast. Well, that's great. I'm glad you guys did. Uh, Your Facebook, it looked like everybody's having a good time. Yeah. I didn't. uh, I didn't get a chance to post a lot of pictures either. I was too busy having a ball uh, camping down in a. South Carolina for the uh, Plum Hollow Festival. Now you uh, live in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's down. It's it's just outside of Spartanburg. On okay. the sticks, it's uh, Moonshiners uh, season two. If you remember that show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill and Josh, they uh, dug the underground still beneath the small stage. It's right there on that property. Uh, the still's not there anymore, but the underground is. They never filled that in. Cool. And I got to meet Moonshiner Bill, and that motherfucker's crazy. He, he walks around all lit up. He's just all lit up. And uh, he's got his little acoustic you know, flat top with him the whole time. And every time you say something, yeah, 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 I know something like that. And here it goes. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Just Sounds like time. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And Josh, Gosh. he just got into a bad motorcycle accident. So oh, really? He, uh, he had to modify his van. He custom modified his own van. And uh, he, he's in a wheelchair right now. They're hoping to walk again. Oh, shit. So, but but he showed up. He he came down. 
and and those two are normally there anyway. The rest of the guys from the show they tend to go to the Maggie Valley Festival, mm. which is one I may have to check out because I'm getting to where I kind of like this country mountain music thing. Well, I love I'm I'm a I'm a big admirer, especially bluegrass, you know, which is probably one of the oldest forms of country. But what is funny about it, and my big brother, he's really into it. He actually saw this blind dude who's a bluegrass artist, and my brother seen him. At the local college and he just said he was made when man i really enjoyed your performance and the guy said that's the that's the power of bluegrass brother (laughs) (laughs) and uh but i even said to me i said it before to me bluegrass is it's the thrash of country music and those guys are fucking flying man flying oh yeah they're super fast so i got to hear a lot of that anyway well, I don't know if you've ever heard the promo my brother made for the station where it's these two guys and they're on a porch. And I, I you know, I think, uh, you know, I got there an idea. We, it was me and him talking back, but he does a, it when, when it goes into it, it's the angel of death intro, no. but, or no, no, it's not. It's, it's rain and blood intro, but it's a uh, fucking all bluegrass. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious, man. But man, yeah. I'll tell you what, dude's fucking jamming. He's like, dang, 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 dang. you know, he, he's killing it. So, oh, yeah. Which again, it doesn't surprise me that something like thrash metal would translate to bluegrass because again, both of them are all about speed. They're like, like I said, they're fucking flying, bro. When they play, oh, yeah. they're like, you know, so it, it doesn't really, it, it wasn't like, oh, wow, how shocking, you know? Right. Oh, we had a great time. Um, I saw a band I had never seen before called the Trevor Hewitt Band. They were real cool. I guess it was their second or third festival. Now, they have an RV up in the RV spot, which is just a wide open field. And uh, no, these guys were like, fuck that. They camped down on the holler with the rest of us. And they jammed till four or five o'clock in the morning acoustically, you know, after their set. Mm-hmm. Um, then this other band I like a lot. Now, all he does is covers. I mean, he has started writing his own music uh, called James Radford band but this guy man he fucks that telecaster up uh I, I i went up to him after his set and i said dude you missed your calling you should be playing metal because he's just that fast and that technically proficient he shouldn't be in country and he's like man i love all that shit slayer king diamond i was like fuck yeah fuck yeah <laughs> well you know that's one thing i found out about most musicians is even if they do decide to go in one particular genre they're fan they're j- they just love music and they love all kinds of music yeah. you know like um i've met people that were into even pop music and but yet they love metal too they love all kinds of music and as as it should be man you know it's like even me like i know my name's metal mike and yes hard rock and heavy metal is my first love but i love all kinds of music man good tunes are good tunes no matter what the genre or the artist is you know uh, in my opinion anyway now again that's still subjective because what may be good to one person is total shit to another but that's just again it's subjective and we like to be pathetically subjective here Absolutely. Podcast. Got it in there. Look at that. You beat me to it. (laughs) And and I wanted to say though about um because the resort we play stayed at was called Karina Bay uh in St. Croix Island, part of the US Virgin Islands. And I met so many people that were fucking metalheads on this trip. I met a guy from San Francisco, and we were just fucking listening to uh Bill had some shit. On his phone, we were, you know, we did our own playlist. I can't remember what was playing, but he started talking music with us. And he was from the Bay Area, and he's all into metal and rock. And then uh, we met a dude that I shit you not from Moro, Illinois, which is like a hop, skip, and a jump to where my mom, my mom and dad, well, my mom's no longer, but my dad lives. Okay, 
and and we were like, whoa! I met so many people from the Missouri and uh, and Illinois St. Louis area. Wow. You know, it was kind of crazy, dude. I, a girl who waited on us at a fucking brewery is from St. Louis. Beautiful girl too. Man, she was gorgeous. Nice. Uh, she was coming back into St. Louis in a few weeks to stay. So it was just crazy, dude. How many people we met. That were um, I met a girl that was all into Slayer. Uh, the dude I was telling you about th- that's from Morrow. He's a metalhead. He's actually going to start listening to the the uh, radio shows and 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 the um, podcasts and stuff. And the, and the dude from San Francisco, I told him about. He was listening to my appearance on the Decibel Geek. He's like, "Good stuff, bro." And he gave me a. Um, there was another couple from Las Vegas, metalheads. It was insane, man. I was like, you know, so there you go, man. They're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was a lot of fun, man. Oh, yeah. I think it's the greatest genre in music. And the ladies. Oh, my God. Young ones, cougars. Oh, good Lord. There were some good looking women there, boob or a bush. It was amazing. Um, Like, uh, we, there was a mom and daughter that were from Columbia, Missouri. The daughter plays basketball for Mizzou. But I'll tell you what, mama was hot too. And when we were going on a hike, there was them and these really pretty black girls, and they're all. I stayed behind on purpose to climb, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I could enjoy the view, which it was a beautiful view from the hill, but it was a beautiful view coming up. Man, I hope none of them ladies are listening. It might be like you fucking pervert, guilty as charged. I am a perv. Guilty That's great. That's great. But yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. Um, and uh, hey, congratulations to Navia. Con- uh, congratulations to Navia. You had another big life changing event. Your little girl graduated. Yeah, Navia's all graduated. Um, I got, I got pissed off. There's, you know, people didn't show up. Uh, her mother didn't show up, but no one in her family showed up. That really, Oh, that's kind of fucking shitty. It pissed me off. Now, the other side of that is Navia did tell her mother. She didn't want her coming anyway. Oh, you know, but I'm telling you is right there, now, is there bad blood between her? And oh, her mom, I guess. oh, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. well, from the things you have told me, I can't say as I blame her. Yeah. You can and pick your this, friends, but you can't always pick your family, man. Exactly. And this, uh, Nevaeh probably won't talk to her for a while over this one. Yeah. You know, because all she wanted to do, and, and I've told the story about the birth certificate, how many different times I've tried to get the birth certificate, um, excuse me, so that the kid can start her damn life. And her mother lives right around the corner from the place and won't go do it. Well, my sister came down for uh for Nevada's graduation anyway, uh, she and her husband. And for her graduation gift, somehow this woman in one phone call was able to get a hold of the city clerk in Watertown, New York, and get not one but two copies of the birth certificate and then paid extra money to have them sent certified mail. They were actually waiting here at the house the day that she graduated. Wow. Oh, so she's cool. finally got that so she can start her life. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I just recently got a, a, an official copy of mine. And my dad's asking me to get one for my twin brother, Marky. So I'm going to have to probably take a day off to work to do it. So I'm like, well, Pop, it might be a while because I got to take my big brother to the doctor, man, Monday. Right. Or no, Wednesday. Scapegoat's got some stuff going on. And unfortunately, he's got to see this doctor in St. Louis. Well, my dad can't do it because, well, he's older now. His wife has epilepsy, so she can't drive him. So he's like, I hate that. I'm like, no, dude, you're my, you're my big brother. I got you. I got, I got this, man. I got yeah, for real. So, you know. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I don't have my actual 
you know, the one sheet birth certificate anymore. I do have the long form, mm-hmm. which is the two or three pages worth. It's hard for me to get a copy of my birth certificate. So I'm glad I have that one mm-hmm. because I've got to go through the state department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to go through the you know, federal agency. Cause you were in the mel- military and all that, or cause I was born overseas. Yeah. You know, American citizen born abroad. So I have to go to the United States State Department in order to get this damn thing. Which means a lot of red tape and hassle. Red tape, paperwork, and three different things signed by three different people verifying I am who I am, even though I've got the long form, even though I've got ID. You know, it's, it's, so I've got the long form. I don't care. And at my age, what the hell do I need a birth certificate for? Right. I know when I was born, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only time you may need it is if you were ever going to travel abroad and get a passport, you know, like me. That's why I got it. I was like, well, you know, I want to travel abroad. And, uh, you know, because I'm at that age where I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to start doing things I want to do. Yeah. Uh, me and the girl have been um, talking about taking a cruise here in the next year or so. so we oh, that'd be cool. Up for that. Uh, I've never been on one. I don't Neither know. have I. I don't know if I'll get seasick or not. I know I went on a uh, six or eight hour cruise down the Rhine River in Germany um, for something that was going on with my mom's workplace over there in Heidelberg. I know I got sick of shit just on the river. Oh, but I was a kid. Yeah. You know, so um, I, 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 the, the cruise I'd really want to go to, but I don't think I could. Well, I could, I could probably talk Bildo and his cousin uh, Brandon going, but Rob. Rob's a brother, all right. He's, I mean, he he respects hard rock and metal, but it's just not really his thing, you know. Right. So it's it's like, but they're they're having that uh, seventy thousand tons of metal cruise, and I'd love to go to one of those one day. I would too. I don't think she would go to that. No. Right, She's but not, I mean, I would be okay going on a regular cruise too. I'm yeah. not opposed to that. It's all inclusive. I want to be able to get right up without worrying about the tab. Right, right, exactly. Okay. That's one of the things that was cool about this, man. I mean, we drank, we ate, we fucking, yeah, it was awesome, dude. Now, there there was a few things we had to pay extra for. Like when we went snorkeling, we had to pay extra for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, uh, everything was free. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really free. I you mean, paid, paid for, for it. it but yeah. yeah. You know, you don't yeah, have to worry about it. I started looking, uh, I think, I guess it was maybe Carnival I looked at. But all I could find is like two and three day cruises. I'm like, I'm going to spend this kind of money. I want to do a week. I want to hit Jamaica something, you know, hit the Bahamas. Cool. Yeah. Well, just look around. It ain't like you don't have time. You already said you're wanting to save up for it anyway. So you can save up for it in in theory before you actually book it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just keep looking until you find something that you and, uh, you know, your your, your mama want. Oh, yeah. It you know I think it'll be fun. Like I said, I've oh, never done it. So. By the way, congratulations to her son too for graduating. Yes, yes both yes. Malachi and Nevada. Yeah, so big, big. Uh, oh, and by the way, I loved your photo of uh, your daughter and her guy with you and the gun on Facebook and Instagram. That was fucking hilarious. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah. That I was laughed a- my ass off. I was like, that is so. That's fucking awesome. Actually, it was my daughter that wanted to do that picture. Yeah, it was very funny. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was good stuff. And he he agreed with it. And the faces they were making were great. Oh, oh, it was fucking hilarious, man. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Now, she wanted me to have it out. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if the Facebook police will allow that to happen. Probably not. You no, know, I mean, all she wanted me to do was hold it in front of me. 
you know, barrel down. I'm like, no, 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 no. We won't, we won't do all that nonsense. I think you just showing it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's obvious you had a gun. I mean, I, it was funny, dude. It was very, very funny. Yeah. That's my, uh, grandfather's 45. Oh, no shit. Very my cool. Dad's and dad's 45. Yeah. Um, I do have the original Brown grips for it, mm-hmm. but my dad put the Pearl grips on. And even though I don't like the way it feels in my hand because my dad did it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to leave them on until I'm ready to take those off. Right, yeah. I, well, I understand. I understand, yeah. But I've got them. You know, if I ever decide I want to put the brown ones on, it's, a, it's an old 1911, you know, so. Right, right on. It's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, not not much else has been going on. Kids graduated. Um, we took them down Friday night for the festival, so uh didn't get to do much Friday night because we got down there so late. Graduation wasn't until 6.30, which was crazy. But the other side of that is we were out of there by 7.15. I've never seen one go so fast. It was, I mean, it was a small class. Mm-hmm. Maybe 50 to 100 kids, maybe. Right on. Oh, so it's a small class, but I've never seen a graduation go so damn fast. None of the speeches were real long, <laughs> you know. They just moved, moved, moved. And uh, Nevaeh, she finally got to see Dirty Grass Soul. Um, she's been jealous of me seeing them the last few times. Uh, they opened with her favorite song, Fiddles and Rain, which was fitting because it was pouring that day. Ah, uh, right. Had, oh, we were in front of the stage from six o'clock on because that's when the Plum Hollow band comes on. And she made a promise to the uh, founder's wife, who owns all that land, that she would always be down there for the Plum Hollow band because that was his band. Oh, okay. And because they carry that tradition on every every festival. Right on, man. So we were down there from 6 o'clock, man. It was 50 degrees, 58 degrees, pouring down rain, cold as shit. Uh, Nevea, her ass just rode around in the golf cart until Dirty Grass Soul. She came up for Dirty Grass Soul, you know. And then right after Fiddles and Rain, man, they broke into that War Pigs Orange Blossom special that I like so much. I was set. I could have walked away then. I'd have been done. Good to go. <laughs> you know? Right on, man. But it Sounds was a good like fun. Yeah, we had a blast. You know, camping, that's my, that's my kind of vacation anyway. Uh, see tripping on mushrooms that was fun <laughs> mushroom infused kool-aid that was fun everybody driving by handing you moonshine either in a jar i saw the biggest flask ever it was about two feet tall wow it's about a foot wide and this guy had a and it was shaped like a flask and it was just full of white lightning dude damn it's not that not that government taxed shit that you find in the stores old smoky's moonshine or something that's only no, like it's the real thing this is that shit that burns the whole way down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? The real thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, and everybody has it. Everyone's giving you chugs, and it's just impossible to go there and not be blinded out of your mind plus drunk as shit. That's just how it goes. Right. Yeah, so it was a real good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, glad to have you back, man. It's been a few weeks. It has, man. I, I, I all of the listeners out there, because uh, Scribble, you know, our friend, uh, the rapper, and also he has his own podcast you need to check out. It's a pretty cool podcast. Um, what's it called again? I can't remember. I've listened to it a couple of times. Um, good stuff, though, especially if you want to know more about rap and underground rap and hip hop. It's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, he's a big supporter of the show. So and and what we do here. So you know, got to give a shout out to Scribble, man. And I like his. Rap. We're supposed to be having him come on here eventually to do this whole yeah, thing, right? And there was a. a I, I'm trying to find it. I might have to hit him up to see. Hey, dude, do you have a digital copy of this album? Because he, he he it was an obscure thrash metal band. 
one I had never heard of, and I know you're not going to know him. And I thought, you know, when we do our, our, um, uh, what is that? Uh, Uncovered Gems. Uh-huh. I thought that might be an interesting episode to do with Scribble, where he would be the one familiar with it, and right. you and I would not be. I thought that might be, you know, pretty cool to do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, right here it is. S and M Underground podcast, Scribble and Mad Max. And it's pretty cool podcast, man. I mean, they talk about horror movies. Uh, I mean, they do talk about, you know, a lot of underground uh, rap, and some of it I, 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 Dig some of it, but it's still an interesting podcast, man. They got a really good um rapport and chemistry. Uh, they'll also talk about like they got heavy metal diss tracks, they had like the top 10 comedian, their top 10 com- stand up comics, which was really cool. I really enjoyed uh, right. good stuff, man. So keep up, keep up the good work, Scribble. Yeah, hell yeah, outstanding. And I, I like his hip hop music too. I do. He's, I like how he samples all those old. Movies, yeah, with his stuff, you know, because I know he's a big fan of that stuff too. I, apparently, he's not a big fan of Ghostbusters, man. And I was like, wow, I, yeah. I, I mean, here's my take on it. I loved Ghostbusters when it came out, but I don't know if it's aged well. I think it has. Really, I like it. I still like it. Don't get me wrong. I don't but, think uh, it was any good, but I never did. Oh, I never did. I think the first one was good, but yeah, you know. and that uh. The latest one where the guys all show up at the end. I haven't seen that one. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard it. It really is. I think it's pretty true to the original Ghostbusters film. Um, and it deals a lot with the uh, uh, Egon, you know, and, and and we lost him several years ago. He passed. I know. I loved Harold Ramis, man. Harold Ramis, that's his name, and they yeah. uh, they pay good tribute to him. Cool. I will check it out. I will check it out. But I was just like, wow, you know. But then again, I also understand that it's movies, just like anything else, it's generational and, you know, and and Scribble is younger than us. So I, I, I can maybe understand where somebody would be like, what? You know, like, you know, because there's just certain things where some people aren't going to always get it, you know, because they weren't there. Everyone likes Bill and Ted. Go figure. Huh? I said, but everybody likes Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just never know, man. I'm sure there's people out there who hate on Bill and Ted, too. I mean, they're out there. But I don't um, need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, um, I mean, come on, God Mark Alt Mark Taylor's not a, doesn't like Tina Turner. I mean, I'm like, wow. OK. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't yeah, you do you, boo. Yeah, yeah. Say it, man. Doesn't like that, but thinks Duran Duran's one of the greatest bands ever. Ugh. Man, ugh, I know, right? I'll take Billy Vanilli over Duran Duran. They didn't Don't even say wrong. Mark likes stuff that I like too, but then he'll also surprise me with you know some of his takes on certain things, man. And I'm just like, all right, man. But again, that's again, he's just being pathetically subjective. So we oh, embrace yeah. that here on the uh, super, the super pathetically subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark, he's gonna be like, fuck you guys, man. I know, right? It's all out of love, buddy. Absolutely. Like I said, uh, I recorded a uh, exclusive yesterday because I, I didn't know we'd be able to record. So I was like, fuck, man, I want to get on this mic. I haven't been on in a couple weeks. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Plus, I I don't, I think I sent you that interview I did with that band. So you can throw that out there, too, if you want. Um, if you want, we can even do maybe a short intro about it. Not right. today, but soon. And then, um, yeah, and, and you know. We're going to try to get back on a regular basis of recording, folks. We're going to work on that. That's yeah. on the agenda, man. It's it's summertime, damn it. <laughs> summertime. No. But, uh, you know, 
I got a lot on my plate, though, folks, with my job plus the whole radio station thing. It, so please be patient. Oh, yeah. Man, I forgot. I have a uh, a plug for later. I was just looking for it. I don't have it here. I must have left it over at my girl's house. I haven't been home in two weeks. All right, right. Okay. Because we work together, too. So a lot of times it's just easier for me to ride with her in the morning from her house. Well, um, right on, man. I. I ca- I've got a little bit of a plug myself. Um, All right, so we, got we can talk about later. You know, I got some new music. Uh, Foo Fighters, I guess they released a new album called "But Here We Are." So I got that. Okay. Uh, Loren Luhimo, I don't know who the fuck that is, but uh, it's a little heavy. It's good stuff. Elegant Weapons, which I guess is that new um, Dave Ellison album. Oh, yeah, that's his new band, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I haven't listened to any of these yet. Um, Dirty Honey, I had never heard of before. Oh, Dirty Honey's cool, dude. I saw them open for the Black Crows. They kind of got that old, um, you know, 70s hard rock uh, with some swag to it. If you like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses and that kind of stuff, you, I've got their stuff. I'll send it to you if you want. Do they have a brand new album out? Did it just come I, out? I, I don't know. Well, I won't have to do some research on that. This may I, just be their debut. Yeah, it just says Dirty Honey. It's got stuff like uh, well, they got an EP. Dreaming, The Wire, Take My Hand, Gypsy, No Warning, Another Last Time. It's eight songs. Okay, I, I'll have to check it out. But I've got that if you want it, man. Nice. I've got, I've got their stuff. Yeah, they're really cool. Like I said, I saw them open up for uh, the Black Crows, and they, they brought it, man. Nice. And you know me. I'm always trying to support new bands and new music. Sure. Um, I tried oh. to support some old school stuff. Um, I had Mark send it to me because I refused to spend money on it. Um, so I said, okay, maybe I missed the boat. Maybe maybe there's something I didn't catch when I was younger. Uh, there was a couple radio songs that I heard that I liked, but I didn't like them so much I ever bought an album. So I said, hey, Mark, send me the U2 discography. Yeah, I said, I said that in English. And... Uh, Man, I tried, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, the fuck is it with people thinking this is just such a great band? <laughs> They're not that good. It drives me insane. Who are we talking about? You too. Oh, you know what? I've always felt they were overrated myself, dude. I don't get it. Like, they had a few cool songs. I mean, I don't hate them. Yeah, but I've never understood why everybody acts like they're like the next great thing, man. I'm like, I, I, I've never, I've never gotten it. I've never gotten the fuss, man. Nope, I've uh, tried. You know, I've listened to a couple albums, and I'm just like, ugh. But you know, that's one thing I was saying a while back because somebody was talking to me about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you know how I feel about that shitty institution. Right. But I told him, I said, look, if I were running it. I mean, number one, I think they should call what they do the, the American Music Hall of Fame. That way they can induct any genre they want. Sure. Instead of, tra- uh, you know, uh, inducting rap and hip-hop artists into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. But if, if, if there was um, – in fact, I would prefer to do an American Music Hall of Fame. So then that way I could induct whatever I wanted, whatever genre. wouldn't always be rock and metal. But the one thing I would do is even artists I'm not a fan of. If they've been around and stood the test of time, like a U2, like yes, a I would, yes, I would induct them because they have had a Hall of Fame career. Things like that, you have to be somewhat objective. Even if you don't like the band, you have to – even Bill admits that Slayer should be in a Hall of Fame. I actually bit the bullet. You know, so I, Now, it's just a Greatest Hits album. 
Yeah. Get myself a Bruce Springsteen CD. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, bored to run. Always liked it, so like it now. Uh, then we skip two, three, four, five, six. I like Dancing in the Dark. I like Born in the USA. Then skip number nine. Number no, Glory Days is good. And I've always liked that song, Streets of Philadelphia. So there's what? Uh, one, two, three, four, five songs on this motherfucker. I can't even stomach. I tried, though. Now, I did I mean, like the album back in the day called The E Street Shuffle. I had that on cassette. And that's a good record. Yeah. I've yeah. never been into him, man. I just like a couple of songs of his I like, but I, I never got it. I've never gotten it, man. And I know there's going to be music lovers out there. Oh, it's fucking blasphemous. Hey, you know what? Don't have an aneurysm. I mean, I'm sorry, because I do like blue collar rock, but Bob Seger's my blue collar rock. Okay. Yeah. I think he shits all over Springsteen. I even like John Cougar Mellencamp better than Springsteen, man. I do too. Part of it with Bruce is just his voice. I just, I'm not a fan, man. You know, I, I know that like might sound weird considering I like some really heavy shit with some pretty aggressive vocals, but it fits the music. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not a fan, man. I've just never gotten it. I've always thought he was just over fucking rated, man. Same. And again, I know I'm in the minority. Like I said, the man's had a Hall of Fame career. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Like I said, and if I, I was running a music hall of fame, he would definitely get inducted. And I would be that way about a lot of artists I don't like. There would be a lot of artists I do love in there. Uh, right. But even Bill admitted that, and he, you know how much he hates Slayer, but even he said, yeah, I would induct Slayer because they've had a hall of fame career. They've been around for 30 plus fucking years. When you've been around that long and people are still listening to your fucking music and going to your fucking shows, you are a hall of famer. I don't give a fuck what kind of music it is. Yeah. Like exactly. rock and roll hall of fame, inducting Madonna, total hall of famer. Yeah. I don't consider her rock and roll, but she is a hall of famer. No doubt about it. You know, absolutely. Of course. God, man, that woman is scary looking these days. I'm just yeah. Saying. She needs to stop with the work. Just yeah, just stop, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it is okay to get old. Right. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. It's a badge of honor. I'm still mad I mean, look, gray in my beard yet. I got I mean, look at look at uh, but then look at Elizabeth Hurley. Like, she don't use plastic surgery, and she's still beautiful. Paula P Paulina's Porskova looks her age, but she's still a damn fine looking woman. So yeah. I'm just kind of like, you know, I yeah, I, I definitely think. You know, I mean, it's it's okay to maybe get a, a few things done to here and there, but my God, Madonna don't even look like herself anymore, man. No, I, she, she really looks, don't. Uh, she looks, she looks like, like a goddamn Cabbage Patch doll to me or something. She looks man. like the guitar player, the female guitar player from uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. For sure. She does, for sure. Janice, <laughs> for sure. Plays really good music. <laughs> I love Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I love the fucking Muppets, man. I do too. I have a whole folder of Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem music. Uh, if you ever want it, <laughs> oh, send it by all means, man. It's got the stuff from the movies and such, and then some other stuff, which is just right. Cool. Yeah, I'm 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 a big Muppet fan. Grew up on that stuff. Anyway, man, I uh, I guess we've kind of. You want to talk about some of the topics and what's going on with the world? Yeah, let's get into some metal news. That's right, it's time for metal news. And uh I, I think the biggest headline right now is the passing of the late great Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh legend, iconic, queen of rock and roll, as far as I'm concerned. 
um, just what she did with Ike alone, let alone on her own. Um, yeah, I saw this amazing documentary with my dad about a year ago, man, and it was so well done. And one of the things though is there was an interview. This is like later on in her life, man. And you got these fucking idiots in the press that are still wanting to ask her about Ike, and she just finally snapped and said, "Look, I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore." Right. You know, it's like look, beating a dead horse to death. And it was the only time I ever saw, you know, Tina kind of lose her shit, man. But I was like, you go, girl. Fuck yeah. Fuck these fucking jackals, you know, because I'm just like, the fuck, man. I mean, it's, you know, she wrote a goddamn book about it. You want to know about that shit? Read the goddamn read, autobiography, look, man. Read all the other millions of articles that have been written. Right. Hello. Yeah. You know, like, fuck, man. Uh, man, what a piece of shit Ike Turner is. Great guitar player. And he gave us Rocket 88, so I'll give him his due for that. But God, yeah. a miserable fucking piece of shit. Absolutely. Anyway, man, rest in power, queen of rock and roll. We love you, Tina. You were amazing. Um, one of the things that was really cool in the documentary is they showed her performing with the Rolling Stones. And yeah, she always wore those short skirts. Yeah. Fucking Mick tore her skirt off and nice. runs away from her. I'm like, you dog, you know, she's all like trying to hit him. It was fucking hilarious, man. Um, but uh, yeah, she, I always thought Tina was a, just sexy as hell, man. And just oh, a great, great voice. Voice. Yeah, just so, so feel it. Yeah, Such you a could, different soulful yeah, you voice. You could just fucking feel the pain in her voice sometimes yeah. too, man. And, and all her trials and tribulations. And yeah, man, uh, Flat out legend, and uh, the world is definitely a worse place without her. So, uh, oh, yeah, go uh, also play, uh, proud Mary, go play Ike and Tina Turner, proud Mary, the greatest recorded version of that. I prefer as a CCR, even though I love CCR, but that in the Thunderdome song, We Don't Need Another Hero, yeah, the Mad Max movie itself sucked, but what a great fucking tune. For sure. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, Kirk Arrington, uh, the longtime drummer of Metal Church. Dead at 61 years old, died May 22nd. Um, he uh, was a drummer, played um, on Metal Church's first seven studio albums, and was in the band from 1982 to 1995, 1998 to 1999, and then 2000 to 2006. Um, very underrated drummer. I think Metal Church is a very underrated band. So They are. I just want. I only have one of their albums on vinyl. I've got their whole discography digitally. Yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I've only got like, a, I've got a couple of CDs, but, but just, and also another shout out to one of my favorite actors, uh, Ray Stevenson, man. Uh, he was actually on location in Italy. We don't, still don't know what exactly happened. I think it was like 58 years old. Yeah. A great actor. Um, just, just check him out in the Irishman where he played, um, um, Danny Green, the mob, the Irish mobster. He was fucking fantastic in that. Oh, don't crazy. kill the Irishman. Don't kill the Irishman. Yeah, yeah I've got that. Kill movie. the Irishman, and it's, he's fucking fantastic. Kill in the that. Irishman. Yeah, he was great. He was great in fucking uh, Punisher. I thought he made a great Punisher. Punisher Warzone uh, was yeah brutal brutality. Dude. So much better than the Dolph Lundgren movie. Oh yeah, I think the other. I think the one with um Thomas Jane was pretty decent too. I played the movie. I love the series they had on Netflix, which is now on Disney Plus. I thought I thought that guy Shane from Walking Dead made a yeah, kind of yeah. asshole. It's, it's actually the only role I've ever liked him in. It seems like every movie that, or or show this guy's in, he's a fucking dick. Yeah. I hated him in The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, he he's fucking his friend's wife. That that just pisses me off the whole time. My favorite part of that series is when he gets blasted. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fury. 
what a scumbag in the movie Fury with Brad Pitt, you know, about the tank. You know, during World War II, I mean, the guy was just a scumbag. There's he's he can play a great scumbag. villain. He can play a great villain. You know, probably but, hands down the best Punisher. I, I, yeah. I own that series too, the two season series. For sure, for sure. But yeah, Ray Stevenson uh, loved him in Punisher Warzone. The brutality was definitely stepped and, up in that, especially after the Thomas Jane version. And if you ever get a chance, I'm going to do a plug early. By all means, if you have Max, which was HBO Max, it's on there. Check out Rome. It's only two seasons long. It was more of like an epic mini series. It's literally about the the history of Rome from when they start out as a republic to becoming an empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it covers, of course, Julius Caesar and Mark Antony and, and all that stuff. And the amazing thing about it is Ray played the character named Titus Pulo. And Kevin McKidd plays Lucius Ferenius. Now, at the time when I watched the show, I just thought, oh, well, these guys are fictional characters and everything else was real. Not quite. They are fictionalized versions of real people. There right. really was a Titus Pulo, and there really was a Lucius Ferenius, because when Caesar's standard was missing, he wrote a lot of journals of his conquest and the things he was doing. I mean, that's where you got that, I came, I saw, I conquered quote. Yes. And uh, he's writing in his journal, I just sent legionnaires you know from the 13th legion legionnaires lucius Ferinius, and titus pulo to find my standard so they were mentioned more than once in caesar's writings so what they did is they had these guys you see everything that's going on with rome through the eyes of these guys that were kind of just normal dudes i mean they weren't normal they were the 13th legion which was like the fucking kind of like today's navy seals or you right. know an elite fighting you know bad motherfuckers but they it's just so well done. It's such a good show, man. Especially if you are into history stuff, and I am. I definitely recommend it. Ray was amazing as Titus Pulo. Just total badass. And I had never uh, even heard of this show. Oh, it's, it's fucking great. I'll have to check out. And I like period pieces anyway. Check it out, man. It's on Max. You can watch it. It's two seasons long. It's fucking badass, man. It's fucking metal okay that's awesome look right now like the early aughts check it out different series uh one i had never watched because i thought it would be stupid in all fairness it is it's definitely (laughs) bopper shit what is it much like riverdale which i thought i was going to hate i loved this i love it's uh smallville Oh, yeah, that was a well-done show, man. So I'm only into season two, I think, of Smallville. I'm working through all ten of those. I I have those. And then I finally got all five seasons of Miami Vice. So I am working through. I'm in season three of Miami Vice now. And I got to giggling. I had to post it on Facebook, you know, make a joke about it. You know, who who else had the Don Johnson Miami Vice season three spiked haircut? Right. I, you know, because <laughs> it was a little bit shorter and it was all spiky up here. And I think Mark Daly, he says, uh, you know, post a pick. So I've got to find a pick. Um, seventh grade, I'm thinking. Right. Well, uh, that would have been totally your, you know. Braces in this ugly bluish green fucking sweater. It's a school picture. It's horrible. But I'll find it. And I'll put it up because I'm not afraid. I've got my mullet picture up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I'll have to check out Rome, man. Because you know me. I'm a big old tube head. When I'm not doing the DJ thing or the... um. Online radio, online radio personality thing because <laughs> we don't spin records bitch <laughs> but i'm not doing that when i'm not podcasting i've got my face glued to the television 
I did watch the season premiere of AGT Steel Panther played Eyes of a Panther. It was fucking awesome. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know, good. another show that I'm watching right now, I don't know if you ever heard, it was on uh, FX for a few years. I believe it was FX um, called uh, The Americans. It takes place in the early 80s. It's got a uh, Carrie Russell, believe it or not. Oh, that's the uh, Russian spies movie. Yeah, right? yeah. They're, they're, they're literally like pretending to be in a, like they're implanted. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. It's like six seasons. I'm on the fifth season already. It's very. I, it was one of those shows that I started watching when it first came on, but consequently, I because I was um, with a certain thing that should not be, and and then with the kids and everything, I just couldn't afford my satellite anymore, so I had to give it up. And uh, that's pretty much when I went straight to streaming and was able to save a lot of money. But consequently, I couldn't watch the show anymore so i kind of lost track of it and i was like well fuck it i'll just wait till it's all done and then i'll binge watch it and that's what i'm doing right now oh man fantastic series i mean you know it, it just perfectly captures that era of early 80s cold war just yeah. crazy shit going on between reagan and whoever was running right i know there's gorbachev but i think there was a guy before him it's just really 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 well done you know nice and uh, I, I love it, you know, and it just kind of shows you because that's, that's the one thing I haven't even watched this yet, but I've everybody I've talked to who's seen Andor said that they love it. But I'm like, well, I can see why, because I really out of all the newer Star Wars films, one of the ones that I really enjoyed the most was uh, um, Rogue Squadron or Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue yeah. Squadron was a video game. Rogue One, because. To me, even in fucking a galaxy far, far away, there's nothing nice about the spy game, folks. Okay. Yes. There's nothing fucking nice about how far are you willing to go for your beliefs? And and you have to do some dubious fucking shady shit sometimes to fucking when if you're getting in that world, man. Good fucking luck to you, man, because you're gonna lose your fucking soul. And that's what I loved about that movie man it was it was kind of in the star wars galaxy but it was this little other part of it because to me it was just that's the way it is it's it's like that even in real life there's no, and that's what i love about the americans is sometimes even the fbi guys who are tracking them they got to make some hard decisions yeah you know and they're I, not even i gotta tell you to go back to the rogue one thing real quick because yeah go least, ahead at least then i know what you're talking about what i enjoy about that is it's probably the best of the movies that has come out. Uh, that Disney since, did. Yeah, since since the uh, original and the prequel series. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the prequel series. I really could have give me number three. That's the one I wanted anyway. You know, but but it's it's not bad. Just way too much CGI. What I like about these newer trilogies is at least it looked like Star Wars. If nothing yeah. else, they were back to the models and things. It wasn't so much CGI. You know, the thing is, there there was more model work than you think in those movies. But I saw a whole making of it, and I was kind of surprised because I thought it was all on green screen. It was not. The robots, some of them were models. Some of the ships were models. I was like, oh. And they even said, well, we did the oldest of the old and the newest of the new, whatever. Like, one of the interesting things about it, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but remember the chariot race? Remember the stands with all the people? You know what that was? It was a set with multicolored Q-tips for people. Nice. And they just shot it from a distance and it looks like a crowd. I mean, I would have thought for sure that was CGI. Oh, you yeah. know, so there was a lot of things where I think sometimes the prequel, oh, it was all CGI. Yes, Lucas kind of lost his mind with the CGI. There was a lot. I mean, he even CGI'd up the original the original trilogy just so that yeah. it would fit, it would flow better. 
Right. You know, and I think also he's just one of those films as guys. It's like a, he's my big brother. If my big brother was a filmmaker, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. And he always, you know, there were shots, I think, in the original films that did bother him, you know, and and, and look, well, I don't mind him. When Stormtrooper hits his head on the door in the original yeah. Star Wars and it was never taken out. Yeah. That shit's great. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> but I like how he had him do it in later movies though too, because right. there's a few other, and I had no problem with that, and I didn't have the only thing that really bugged me was the whole Greedo, or yeah, Greedo shooting first. I didn't get that at the time. I thought that was fucking stupid. I still uh, shot first and Han shot only. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, there's a few things he did where I'm like, I don't know if I'd have done it that way, George. But at the end of the day, they're his movies, or at least they were. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. And also, it's not like he destroyed the original films. I no. have those on Blu-ray. So nice. you can, if you want to watch the original versions, they're there. You know? Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I, I Some I people really, get all butthurt over it, and I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I really enjoyed Empire Strikes Back. Well, that's my favorite Star Wars film of all time. Well, well my too but i really like what he did by opening up the backdrop in cloud city and bespin yes that's fucking talking nerd shit we know the names of the cities and shit we are nerds yeah when when they're up there in bespin if you remember the original empire strikes back people um very closed claustrophobic it was was a very set set. there were no windows Right, that thing was internalized, and in- I, and that was one of the changes he made that I did like. I also liked th- that he was able to use the actor who actually played the Emperor in the other films do that part where Vader goes to see him in the you know, and the, the, there's the hologram. What is thy bidding, my master? I no. didn't mind that change. I think out of all of them, I, don't I, know I guess if that was a change because that guy's played the Emperor in every. He was not in the original Empire, dude. They had a different actor. They had actually a woman with makeup, and then they had a dude's different voice. Because he played that role in the original when he you played it in Return of the Jedi. And then Return of the Jedi. He played it in Return of the Jedi. But the dude who did the Emperor at first, man, believe me, I've got it on Blu-ray. Nice. It's a chick, but you can't I really see really wearing makeup, looking making her look all fucked up. But they use a different actor named Clive Revel as the voice. Gotcha. And yeah, so you don't really, and that's why he did that. And I didn't have a problem with that because, again, he's wanting continuity with all the films. So some of the things he did, I didn't really mind. But there was a few other things where I'm like, I don't know. But like I said, man, I mean, fuck, at the time, it was his universe, his characters. He can do whatever he wants. Can't okay. do that anymore, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Let the fucking Let's house of mouse uh, fuck it all up. But, hey, that's a whole other rant. Yeah. But back to Rogue One, what I like about it is out of all those movies that have been released post-prequel. Mm-hmm. That's the best done. I enjoy by, by far, by far. And what I like about it is you, you feel like you can watch that with you the can watch the trilogy. Pre- yeah. You can watch the prequels and then you watch rogue one. Uh-huh. Cause rogue one takes you right into star Wars, you know? Right. So it, it's definitely the best done. Um, I've been much more impressed with the star Wars series on Disney. I thought Disney would fuck it all up, but the Mandalorian admittedly didn't see this last season. So I can't speak on this one. But love the first two when Luke showed up in that X-Wing. Oh, that was fucking amazing. I don't know any nerd like us that wasn't sitting there with a fucking four-foot erection and a cheeseburger on the end of it, man. Yes. So fucking. It was just as badass as seeing Vader show up. And I think that's one one of my problems with the sequel trilogy is I look, I had no problem with the newer characters. 
obviously they got to pass the baton. I get that, but I didn't like the way it was done. I mean, I'm sorry. I wanted to see Luke throw down. I wanted to see Luke fucking kick ass, man. And I do remember seeing the first movie, Force Awakens, when you see that lightsaber fly, I thought for shit, oh, fuck, it's Luke. Right. And then it's her. And I still have a problem with it because to me, it just goes against the lore. You know, it's like, Okay, so this chick just touches a lightsaber, and now all of a sudden she's doing Jedi mind tricks, doing shit that a fucking experienced Force user does. I mean, I know people are, you know, they're either got, the, they're, you know, they're either with the Force is either with them, they either have it or they don't. I understand that, but you still have to be taught how to tap into it. You don't just fucking wake up one day and start fucking throwing down. I, I had a problem with that. I just thought it was lazy writing. Um, but I was also like, well, let's see what the sequels do. Like, maybe they're going to explain. Because I was thinking that maybe Ray was somebody really important. Like, I had a theory that maybe she was the reincarnation of Anakin. Nice. Because if you watch what she does when she touches the lightsaber, it's all these visuals, like flashes. And I fa and I paused it because I'm, you know, I'm a dork like that. Every one of them had something to do with either Anakin or Darth Vader. Right. And if you read the book, there is a moment where she sees a blonde-haired little boy, and he runs away from her. Huh. And I'm thinking, I would love to know if that's what Abrams had planned originally, because the other guy who did the the, the second movie, um, he just kind of took all that and just swept it away. Because yeah, he, the one uh, thing that was fucked up about this trilogy, and this is my biggest problem with it, is they had no map. They had no, like... I mean, dude, it would have been like if George Lucas told Irving Kirshner, who directed Empire Strikes, but, hey, Irv, just do what you want. I'm going to go over here and count my money. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that's my problem with it. It was like there was no plan. There was no – and it's it, – I, I visually, they're beautiful films. I'll give them that, but it's fucking Lucasfilm. Of course, you know, yeah, they're fucking always industrial light and magic, the special effects are going to be amazing, but – I was disappointed with the sequel trilogy ultimately, and and I what's funny the is second one. The, the problem I have with the second one, and by the way, I think it's one of the top Star Wars movies of all time, The Last Jedi. Ugh. But one of my real problems with it is this second guy comes in, and it's like all the storytelling that Abrams started. Yeah, just got. He's like, we're going to get rid of all this. Uh, Snoke's Snoke's could have been such a cool character. I wanted to see what came of him. You know what I think? Who I think he was? You know who I think he was? I have a theory about him. I think he wasn't Darth Sidious, which was uh, um, the Emperor. That was his Sith name. I think he was Darth Plagueis. I think Plagueis. he was the dude. Because dude, the background music whenever Sid, whenever Snoke shows up. If you listen to the background music, it's almost exactly identical to the background music in episode three, where the, the chancellor is telling yeah. Anakin about Darth Plagueis, the wise. And if you notice, they kept going, Supreme Snoke, you know, leader Snoke, he's wise. He's they were beating you over the fucking head with it. Yeah. And also his face was all fucked up and scarred. And I was like, I I I would love to be able to pull JJ Abrams cycle, like, oh, bro. Be honest with me, man. He's gonna be snow. He's gonna be fucking Plagueis, right? And right. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we got. I and what's really weird is I've seen Ryan Johnson's films. Like, I enjoyed the the recent movies he did, Knives Out and the sequel. I love Looper. I think Looper's one of the greatest time travel stories I've ever seen. That's the I, with Aiden Christensen, right? The kid no, that played Anakin. No, that's Jumper. No, Jumper. Jumper. Looper has got Bruce Willis and um. Oh, what's his name? The kid, uh, 
That's the one where they're going forward in time to fight that war, right? No, 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 no. Looper is he uh Bruce Willis is a is a hitman. And uh Joseph Gordon Levitt is playing a younger version of Bruce Lewis. Yes. Lu- okay, yes, I well, have. Oh, it's fucking great. I loved it. And I really liked Brick. Now, Brick was like his tip of the cap to Dashiell Hammett, you know, like Maltese Falcon type of thing, yeah. where instead of the Falcon being the MacGuffin, it's this brick of heroin. And yeah. there's all these twists and turns, and even the dialogue. So I, I think the guy's a talented director, but he needs to just do his own thing. Stay away from fucking IP, Ryan Johnson, because I'm sorry. I think he fucked Star Wars up, man. I blame him. And then Abrams had to come in after. try, And, and it's just a mess now. It's just a mess. I don't care. If people like it, cool, whatever. Yeah, I mean, me, that, I think Rise of Skywalker, the way I would rank them is Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. And then I would put the uh, episode three with the Sith. Oh, you're insane. And I would even put the four Bacons above those other two prequel shows, one and oh, two. Oh, stop. Oh, good God. At least those other ones. No, I, I totally disagree with that. Well, that's fine. You're allowed to disagree, Metal Yeah, Mike. I totally disagree, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're fucking smoking, but you need to Rise quit. of Skywalker, I loved. I, I, Why? I don't care. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the whole bringing Kylo back to the good side because he's been solo. You know, Han and Leia's son. That's another thing. They killed Han in such a bitch way. Yeah, you know, I, I just have a lot of problems with those, I, those movies, man. I just think they shit all over the original fucking movies. I do. I think that, uh, and I think, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I like Daisy Ridley as an actress, but talk about wasted potential for characters, man. She's a fucking Mary Sue. Everything comes easy to her. She doesn't have to fucking earn a fucking thing. Not like Luke did. Not like Anakin or any other fucking hero's journey. I mean, it, she's a Mary Sue. And guess what? There's dudes out there like that, too. They're called Gary Stews. Which, you know, <laughs> like when they're this perfect character that just, fu- I'm sorry, man. That's how I feel about it. It's just bad writing. Yeah, you can boo me eh, 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 all you fucking want, but you know, deep down, I'm fucking right, man. Oh, Lordy, I don't know about all that. I I guarantee you, most of our listeners are going to agree with me. Probably, probably. And admittedly, I'm easily entertained. Admittedly. Okay. You you know what I mean? But I enjoyed them. Um, I would watch the Battlestar Galactica series. They're cool eye candy, dude, but there's just no substance to it. No characters like you again. You had potential, like Finn, a fucking stormtrooper with a crisis of conscience. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Instead, they turn him into a fucking comic relief character, man. And then you build up Captain Phasma, this fucking chick who I love in Game of Thrones. By again, the way, again, everyone they don't do anything with her, man. Her episode two. Yeah, I mean, they just eight, fucking. Whatever it was. Yeah, they they just. I don't know. Wasted fucking potential, man. No game. I, I don't disagree that it's wasted so potential. I don't see, so I don't see how people can go, oh, well, that's better than fucking Revenge of the Sith. I, I, I'm sorry, Bushy. I love you, but that just boggles my mind. I'm I, like, how is that movie better than that? And in, in what way? Well, Last Jedi, that epic battle that never really happened between Kylo and fucking Luke was awesome. When he's like force projecting himself out there. I, I dug the fuck out of that. I thought it was cool. Uh, Luke is as old in those movies as Sir Alec Guinness was. Sure. 
in fucking Star Wars. They didn't have a badass lightsaber fight in that bitch either. Have you, know you seen I mean? this fan-made one, though, that was really, really cool? Because you know one of the reasons why they didn't have a badass fight is because they had no budget, and those lightsabers were very, very fragile. Yeah, and they Notice. just rub this jelly-like stuff on them to help them glow a little bit so they can go in after on the after effects. Exactly, you're right, yeah. but they, they would break. So they couldn't really throw down and do some of the crazy shit that they did with some of the other movies. Like, I think the as far as the original trilogy, I think the best lightsaber duel fucking hands down is Empire. Yeah, yeah, where um, where Luke loses, basically. Yeah, but it's such a great fucking fight, man. But yeah, it's a, it's a great battle. I like the one in Return of the Jedi. I did too, but that was more of an emotional conflict, I yeah. think. Because um, you know, Luke's look, trying it, to save his it, pop. But I love that one scene where Anakin, you know, Luke is up on the rafters and shit. And only, only a Star Wars nerd would catch this, where he says, Obi-Wan has taught you well, and it's because Luke has the high ground. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. great fucking line, you know, and we didn't know that back then, yes. <laughs> you know, but when you watch Revenge of the Sith and it's over, I have the high ground. <laughs> right. Right. <You> know? <laughs> um, so that was a great nod, even though yeah, it, I think it, that's something Lucas put in on purpose to explain that without that little scene, Obi-Wan. Yeah. You well, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the whole, but yeah, I just kind of, um, because there's this fan who made uh, what he did is he edited. It's the original Star Wars. I'll send you a link, B Bushy. It's amazing. It's like kind of like what if Star Wars had been made today? And that lightsaber duel between Obi Wan and Vader, they throw the fuck down. And the way they did it is they were able to put Alec Guinness's face on another actor. And yeah. dude, it looks like it's seamless. They did a beautiful job, man. Awesome. And of course, they add in a lot more. Like you just, I'm going to send you a link. Dude. CGI is so it. good these and days. And this was fan made. This was yeah. fan made. Yeah. And if I'm Disney, I'm like, oh, I want to hire these motherfuckers. Real. Um, but some of the other Disney stuff that they've done, like I know some people have bagged on Obi Wan the series, and so I, I, I liked it. I, I did too. I thought it was cool, especially that part where he Vader tells him, "You did not kill Anakin yeah. Skywalker. I did." Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it, man. I thought it was cool. And the fact that Obi-Wan wasn't, he'd kind of lost his groove, you know, like yeah. he had. He wasn't you know, with the force anymore. He was in hiding, you know. Yeah, and it, it was whole, like, all yeah. Of the public. Yeah, and then, and then and then you find out about the girl's origin and, and how that twists. Because at first I didn't really, I'm like, what is this bitch's problem? But then when you find out, oh, that's yeah. her problem. Yeah, I didn't mind that show. But there's, I've heard some people hate on it, so. I'm like, and I've, I don't know. I, I as far as the TV shows, I've, I haven't watched all of them, but what I have watched, I've enjoyed those more than the, the, the sequel films, to be honest. With and, you. and, and myself as well. Like I said, I love the Mandalorian, but that's because of Grogu who we all called baby Yoda until Ahsoka showed up and told us his name. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. I have a, yeah, you know, he's on Grogu rules, dude. But what's great about this guy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you sit there. Yeah, every, with him. <laughs> well, there he is. There he is. He's throwing the force on your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, yes, I, I'm a grown man with a toy, and it sits right up here next to my Kiss. That's fucking awesome, dude. Debut album, pop out vinyl thing, and my Gene Simmons. I got a whole Kiss thing going on over here at Party Awesome Studios. 
But, but anyway, yeah. The, the, yeah. Star Wars, the Star Wars TV shows, I haven't seen the third season of Mandalorian, but I enjoyed all of it. I haven't seen this new series they have out at all. Um, and or and yeah, that one. Yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't watched it either. But Bill, he's seen it. He really liked it. And I'll get around to it. I will yeah, watch. Yeah, I will you know, I mean, Obi Wan, I thought was great. Yeah, I, I liked Obi Wan. The Osaka fucking. I, I thought that fucking lightsaber duel was awesome. Oh yeah, between Vader and Obi Wan, it was like holy shit. Man. Well, it's like the end of Rogue One, man. When you see Vader being a stone cold asshole, just fucking fucking people up, left and right. And well, he fucks it. some people up in this, like when he's walking by and he's making people's fucking necks snap just with a thought. I'm like, fuck. I yeah. mean, it was like, see, we need a Vader series so fucking bad. I'm and with you on that, Christensen, man. in because fuck everybody that cried in episode two he's like oh he's just such a whiny bitch well he was tormented you dirty fucks <laughs> okay now there's a problem i have right there with some people who do want to bag on the, the the prequel trilogy um and one of the things they bag on is about that you know they oh he was a wine bag i'm like and luke wasn't right that shows me right there that it, you are watching the original trilogy with rose colored glasses yeah because don't get me wrong i love star wars new hope started it off changed my life i was fucking yeah. I was two. five going on six years old when that movie came out. And I remember my parents taking it to me and it melted in my brain. Okay. Yeah. You know, I am very much, I was born in 1970. I am a child of the seventies folks. So I remember my parents taking me to it and I, it just blew my mind, you know? And I don't remember my parents taking me, but I was there, but they said that was the only time that I had ever sat still for two hours. Right. Eyes glued to a screen. I was two years right. old. Yeah, because, I mean, and one thing that was really cool about movies back then is, like, Star Wars just didn't play for a few weeks. It played all year long and then came back several other times. So I saw Star Wars as a little guy all the way up until Empire came out. And then when Empire came out, I was like, whoa, you know, and I I mean, yeah. The Empire, I remember vividly seeing in the theaters. Uh, and for the longest time, because of it, I always thought Empire Strikes Back came first. Because oh really? That, that because that was the one I remembered seeing. And yeah. then the uh, the almighty VCR was invented and I was able to go back and see the original Star Wars and of course we had bought Empire Strikes Back so I was able right. to back to back. And I remember going to the you know the the it, it wasn't a military base it was a military housing area. Patrick yeah. Village is where I lived in Heidelberg, Germany. So when Return of the Jedi came out I remember going to the theater and seeing Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. You know, so Empire and Return were very vivid memories of in the theater. Yes. I include Star Wars because I was there, damn it. I, I was yeah. there during Star Wars Mania. You I, might I not really remember it. it, but you were there. There's only one Star Wars film that I haven't seen in the theaters, and that was Solo. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even seen Solo yet at all. I haven't oh, watched it yet. Dude, watch it. It's so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so much fun. The guy, that you know, plays. I think what it was with me, I had such a sour taste after what they did with the sequel trilogy. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. And even now, I as much as I love Star Wars, I'm just not as into it as I was. I'm telling you, watch it. There's only one thing that's cheesy and I'm, I'm going to spoiler you. OK, I'm going to give you a spoiler. There's one thing that's cheesy is Han gets thrown into some detention thing and Chewie's there mm -hmm. and you know, they're not friends. They don't know each other. But all of a sudden, Han, who always speaks English to Chewie, starts speaking Wookiee. 
okay, that's kind of fucking cheesy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's yeah. funny, but it's like, well, on. here's something. I don't know if you've ever watched, like I, I watched a whole uh, documentary about George Lucas called empire of dreams. And when they would show oh, the yeah, behind yeah. the scenes stuff, you know, a lot of people don't realize is in the screenplays, Chewbacca actually has words of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like was, when Peter make he'd be like behind a mask. Would be talking and then they would add in the rah, 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 later. Right, but the problem is God damn it, come here, you bitch. I have the special edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But included in the special edition is Empire Dreams. Yes. So and I remember watching it because I was shocked when it was the scene where Obi-Wan goes, the force will be with you always. And he leaves and then you hear Chewie, rah, 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 and boy, you said it, Chewie. But if you watch it while they're, it was them during the making of it. He just goes, what a loony old man, Han. Yeah. Boy, you said it. So yeah, he had lines of dialogue in those movies. We have no fucking clue what he's saying, right. you know, but apparently, yeah, he did have a lot. And that's why, because obviously it makes sense. It gave Harrison something to, and Luke and them to act off of, you know, but well, yeah, he was the original like, job of the hut was that fat old guy. Yeah. You no. Know? And, and yeah, I like how they included it in the special edition. At the same time, that CGI was horrible. Oh, it uh, really was. It, they Jabba improved it, though. Like when they put it on Blu-ray, though, th- they they improved all that. Like, Jabba looks totally like Jabba now. But you're talking when they originally released it in, what, 97? It was like, he looked yeah. like a fucking, he looked like. It was like, bad. Like Play-Doh Jabba yeah. or something. It, it was, was just bad. Getting... It, it wasn't even good in the uh, prequel trilogy when you saw Jabba in the first one. It, right. It wasn't good. Um, I've noticed something going back. If you watch them on TV, because I have the original prequel up here as well. If you go back and watch episode one, the Phantom Menace, and you watch it on television, they have CGI'd Yoda now. Mm-hmm. If yes. You remember, if you remember when it originally came out, yes, he was a puppet. Yes. Like yes. he was in Empire Strikes Back. But they exactly. didn't get the puppet right, so they went ahead and they CGI'd him for you know CGI'd him for the next two. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever, that's fine. It irked me that they didn't have that ugly fucking Yoda puppet. <laughs> I'm like, what what the fuck is oh, this? Oh, I've noticed, uh, it's been a while since I watched the original films, but I noticed differences with even the prequels. Like, I'm like, I don't remember it that way. Some well, of the dumb, like, the I think I think Lucas and them have tinkered with it, and maybe even Disney since then have changed it. Because they can, dude, especially when it's something that's streamed. They can take it, do whatever they want with it, and then... You, you know, yeah, for True sure. True but anyway, story. man, we kind of went on a nerdgasm uh, uh, rant. That's, that's really okay. Think. We don't have real topics anyway. We're just bullshitting because we're getting back into it. It's been so long since we've been on the mic other than our right, radio show. Right, yeah. And, uh, I, do, and I haven't even been on the radio show. I didn't do my show yesterday, and I didn't do the show last Friday because I was out of town. I will be back next Friday, though. Next Friday. I will not be back next Saturday. Um, I'm working. Right. No, I'm not. Dude, this is glorious. This is how you get the fuck out of work a weekends for a month straight. You get a weekend off, okay? My three-day weekend. And then you go to work Monday, work your 12 hours. You go to work Tuesday, you work seven to three, get the fuck out because you got to pack up and head down to fucking South Carolina for a festival. I should have worked last weekend. Nope. I was on the farm. That's what they call it, on the farm, down the holler. Having me a good old time. I'm off this weekend. We work Friday next week. We're working Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. 
because Saturday we're going back to South Carolina to see Dirty Grass Soul because we were supposed to go to this big outdoor show, uh, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago. Yeah. And it rained. Mm. And I was talking all kinds of shit about these fucking country music fans. Well, a little bit of rain, you fucking pussies. They earned my respect back, by the way. Plum Hollow family, you fuckers stayed out in the rain for six solid hours. <laughs> you guys got my respect, because that's what metalheads do. Fuck the rain. Unless there's lightning, we out there. Oh, yeah. So I was talking a lot of shit, and that's when we ended up going to that little honky-tonk down in South Carolina, because they had put up a spot show, because they felt bad that they had to cancel the show. So we went and saw them on this little fucking club, this little honky-tonk bar, for Christ's sake. Cool. Man, it was great. Very cool. You know, because I was from here to my laptop, away from the guys. You right, know, I got right. I got video and pictures up from when we went and did that. But they rescheduled that show for June 10th. I work June 10th. We're going to the fucking show. We took off Saturday and Sunday for that one. Wow. So that's a month I don't have to work. Man, you must be, you must have an in with the boss, dude. Well, she's one of my girlfriend's best friends. They used to oh, work okay. before. Um, she was actually the lead med tech. And then my girlfriend's doing the job that I do, which is ordinarily, I would have to go to the floor after the morning med pass. But with this girl coming back in, these two are such great friends and they've worked there so long because this one went off and worked. Uh, they got a routine. Yeah. And, and she went off and worked hospice for a while, but now she came back as a coordinator. She's a memory care coordinator. She's oh, a okay. for all of us. And she's pulled my girl in to the secondary role because they have a secondary role over there. And so she does a lot of the stuff that she can't get done. So that just makes me the med tech. And I handle all that all day long. But luckily, she helps me with the morning pass because that motherfucker yeah. brutal. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. It's brutal. And there's so many blood sugars to do. Yeah. That I, I wouldn't be able to do it all plus get because everybody gets some. We have one resident out of 42 that doesn't get anything. They, they take no meds at all. So out of 42 people, everybody gets at least something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, right. you've been on the floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I so that morning pass, you know, she helps me with. And then she signs the carts over to me. We got to count off all our narcotics and stuff. And uh, everything signed over to me. I get the keys. She goes off and she helps the boss. That's awesome. Dude. So That's I'm really awesome. thinking my job now because I'm basically third in command if you look at it right. Right. Because, yeah, I got to answer to those two. But they're normally doing office shit, and I'm on the floor directing people. So it's a, I, you know, I enjoy it. But yeah, we got an in with the boss. <laughs> well, hey, fuck, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Not, I mean, um, right on, dude. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So I'm glad you had a good time. And, and yeah, so hopefully we can record more then. Hopefully. Um, maybe. We'll have to see. Because I know you will be working through the week, right? Yeah, I work Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Hmm. Of this upcoming week? Of this upcoming week. And so we Monday, could maybe record Wednesday or Thursday then. Probably yeah. Wednesday would be preferable. Would be that way you don't have to worry about, you know, having to get up early the next day. Because I know you got to get up early. I've been having to get up early lately. They're like, they're wanting us at like, they're at six in the morning this, this fucking Sunday or Monday. And I'm like, really? Ugh. We're still waiting for state to come in. Um, really? They haven't done their annual yet. Nope. They've uh -huh. done the surrounding counties and it's like, what's going on? You know, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> because each county, this, this corporation owns an, an assisted facility, you know, assisted living facility in each county. Right. So they're named by the county they live in each of these places. 
So they've already visited surrounding counties, the immediately surrounding counties places. We're just waiting, waiting. Right. And right. I hate it. Apparently here, they're here for a week and they're just balls deep in you is the way I'm understanding it. Uh, in New York, I don't remember them being there for a week. And I worked eight hour shifts. So you work a lot more. <laughs> right. Know? And I just don't remember them being there that much. Right. The state would come in. I remember they came in every year. I was there for seven years for fuck's sake. But I just don't remember them being there long. No, not even as a nurse, not even when I was a charge nurse. I don't remember them being there and in my right. ass much, you know, and I was on a 50 bed unit, you know, one of the larger units. So you would uh, almost expect it. Right. But I don't remember being like that. I guess here they're just right up your ass with a damn fine tooth comb and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right on, man. Um, so yeah, anyway, like I said, we kind of went into the, the, the pop culture nerdgasm thing because I mentioned Ray Stevenson passing. Like I said, that's another thing that's weird, man. I remember when I went to San Diego years ago with my ex and while I was there, fucking James Gandolfini died, man. I'm like, what is it about me going on vacation and, know, and, right? and, 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 and artists and actors that I like dying? What the fuck, man? You know, like. Like, Quit leaving yeah. your house, Mike. No, I'm gonna have to fucking just not go on <laughs> trips anymore. I Look, don't you remember the You killed Tina Turner, damn it. I don't remember if right. <laughs> um, I don't remember if anybody famous died on last year's trip. They might have, though. I'd have to do yeah, some research. Because no. well, it was the same time. You know, that's what was so cool is while we were doing what we were doing in St. Croix. Your memories pop up and all our shit from last year last popped year, up. Man, and and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we even shared that. Like, this is our vacation, epic vacation last year. This is our epic vacation this year, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really a lot of fun, man. The only thing that I would have rather is I wish I could have brought everybody I love with me, man. I feel that would have been. But hey, if I ever win the lottery or publishers jams. Yeah, if I ever fucking win Publishers Clearinghouse or Lottery, man, I'm going to be like, let's go, everybody. You know? Oh, yeah. We need to bring you down for a Moonshiners reunion or a Plum Hollow Festival. Well, it's a little, look, it's dude, little, I would it's like little to just, colder in October, but you might appreciate that more. Well, I love, I love autumn. That's my favorite time of year. Yeah, it's, um, it's the first week autumn, of October. And then spring, summer. It's not even really summer. It's humidity. Humidity yeah. can lick my taint. I hate yeah. it. It's one thing about St. Croix, even though you're on the beach, which was great because you got the ocean air, there was definitely some humidity there. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's not always that case. It just depends on where you go. There's some places that have no fucking humidity, but yeah, there was definitely some humidity uh, there. Uh, still beautiful, though. I mean, I'm not, you know, knocking it, but yeah, I hate humidity and winter can lick my taint, too. I don't mind a little bit of snow, but winter. Yeah, I fucking hate it, man. I but it is interesting to hear other people's perspectives because we did go to the because the resort we were at, they also had a casino. We went to that and we had this sweet little Jamaican lady. She was I wanted to adopt her as my grandma or second mom. I mean, she was that fucking adorable. Nice. And she was talking about how when she first went to Boston and she saw snow and she goes, It was magical. You know, and I was like, you know, because she, but she goes, but a little bit goes a long way. I'm like, exactly. You know, oh, yeah. uh, but she was such a sweet lady, man. You know, and, you know, I, I in fact it was kind of cool. I'd be walking around, I'd have some Jamaicans going, Yeah, man, like your outfit, man. I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate that. You know, it was really cool. Nice. But as I said, we we had a lot of fun. This is really um a lot of laughs, just laughed our ass off and uh, can't wait for next year. You know, I feel you. We gotta, yeah, I will definitely come down to, to see you. Dude. That's you definitely something on my bucket list. 
Um, yeah. I would like, I would love to, you know, cause I've never been to the Carolinas. So that's, there's another friend of mine who lives in Savannah, Georgia. I want to go down and see him too. You know, he's moved there cause I was going to go like, this was several years ago. I was going to go down there and see him. Cause he said, yeah, dude, you got a place to stay and everything. And unfortunately, because I was behind on my, um, student loans, uncle Sam took my entire refund. Yeah. Just took it and said, Hey, uh, you know, which crushed me because that was the money I was going to use for the trip. And I ended up having to not be able to go, man. And where now I'm at that point where I could, you know, maybe yeah. go see Jason for like three or four days, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and out in Savannah. Cause I definitely, uh, want to do that. You know, there's a lot of places I want to see and go. You should to. plan on coming down here either the first weekend of, uh, October or last weekend in May. And I, you'd have a blast, especially because you appreciate you appreciate music in general. Yeah, sure. I I tell people when I'm down there all the time, dude, I'm a metalhead and I fucking love it down here. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're camping out for three or four days. The the actual festival is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Everyone leaves Sunday. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, you know, because you know, my, I'm born on October eighth, man. Maybe I can come down on and and do like a birthday weekend or something. That's the those are the festival dates this year. I think it's fifth, sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth, something like that. First weekend, it's the first weekend in October. Hmm. I'll look into it, see what I can do. And a lot of these bands are always there. James Radford band, the guy I told you was wasting his talent doing country music as far as his guitar skills. He he definitely does country. What's the nearest airport to where you're at? Asheville. How far away is that from you? Uh, 40 miles on the map. It's about an hour. All right. But it's closer I, to Johnson I, I, City because it would be more doable if I flew down there, you know. Yeah. Uh, the drive, so that's you know not that because I love road trips. I do. Yeah, that's I, ten hours easy because it's, it's yeah. Five, five and, and well, that's one reason why we didn't drive to fucking New Orleans. We were like, well, fuck, half our trip will be over with. So we flew to New Orleans, was there for five days, and then rented a car and drove to Memphis, and, yeah. and then drove back. It was fucking awesome. I bet it was. Yeah, I was. Well, especially, you know me, I'm a music lover and I love the blues and I mean, Sun Records and Stax Records and fucking the Rock and Soul Museum and, and Graceland. And I mean, dude, yeah. and that was just the Memphis side of it. But even the New Orleans, all the jazz and, yeah. and 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 I went to this bar where they were doing nothing but Louis Armstrong songs. It was fucking great, man. Oh, yeah. That's what's, see, people don't understand. You've got to get out of your towns, man. You've got to get out of your towns. You've got to go see some shit. Uh, I'm so happy i met this girl i would have never heard of this festival i would never know who the fuck dirty grass soul is sure uh, they're one of my favorite bands now in that genre uh, like i would rank it hank jr garth brooks and those two flip-flop for me and then dirty grass soul they're just that fucking good you know um i would i wouldn't know about any of that stuff i still haven't been to dollywood we're planning a trip to dollywood and pigeon forge and all that shit because that's only an hour or so away as well i can know it What's up? I'm gonna have to come in. All righty. That's how it is being on call, man. I know. Well, we can wrap this up real quick. It's easy enough. Um, we have a treat for you guys um, that have stuck with us and watched this uh, YouTube portion. You're gonna have to go and listen to the edited version uh, that I'll release later today, maybe tomorrow, um, because. We're going to include two more of our interviews from Rock and Pod. Yes, we know the sound quality sucks. I, I, who was it? Jimmy Neff that said something. We know it, you're in a big room. There's a lots of there's there's a lot of noise, man. You're not sitting here quiet like we are now. 
so, you know, take it for what it's worth. But uh, included in this episode is going to be my uh, my interview with Craig Gass. Not nearly as funny as the uh, interview that uh, Metal Mike did with him. Um, and that was by design. That was by design because you had already interviewed him last year and it was fucking hilarious. So this year I was like, yeah, we're not going to do all the voices and all that. We're just going, I'm just going to talk to the guy. So it was a much different interview. And then what ended up being our last interview of the day, uh, Courtney Cronin Dold. We're going to go ahead and include those here for you. Uh, Metal Mike, anything to promote while you're texting about bitching about having to go to work? Um, uh, yeah, there is one thing I did want to promote, uh, real quick. It was, uh, um, you, as anybody knows me, they know I'm a huge crowbar fan and I also am a huge, uh, typo negative fan. And, um, the guys from typo negative, they're in this band also have another band called silver tomb. I'm a fan of that. Well, Kirk from Crowbar, I think it's Kirk and Todd who used to be in Crowbar, the bass player. They have gotten back um, together for this group. And uh, that's what I'm, that is. I, you said that name. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I uh, am. <coughs> no, not them. Um, Silver Tomb. Yeah, I'm pretty. Didn't you send that to me? Yeah. I've got I do believe I did. I, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds uh, okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's Crowbar Down, Typo, Negative, Supergroup, Sludgy, First Song. It's just a song that just came out. Um, you can, you know, check it out on YouTube. I'm a huge fan of these guys. I think this project's going to be really something really fucking cool, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, and I think the reason why they're using Down is because, you know, both Kirk and Todd, well, Kirk still is, but Todd was a member of Crowbar or uh, Down as well. So, uh, yeah, there you go, man. It's got John Kelly and Kenny Hickey of Typo Negative and Todd Strange and Kirk Winstein of Crowbar. So, you know, make sure you check it out. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. I'm going to have to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, you know me, I'm a big Typo Negative fan, so I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, I want to pimp our boys over there at Rat Salad Reviews, man. Um, Severed Angel, their debut album dropped and. Dude, just it's got it in the mail. Haven't even nice. opened it yet. That's that's what I was looking for earlier. Um, <clears throat> I don't have my CD or my stickers. It's going to come with two stickers. They're really cool. They got to go on my laptop. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a great album. It's kind of power metal. It's, it's you know it's, it's good fucking stuff. A lot of keyboards. That shocked me. I didn't expect that many keyboards. But it's it's real good, solid, solid album, solid effort. Everett Angel, uh, Wayne Noon, Lou Mavs, and I don't remember the rest because. I don't have the CD oh. in front of me. There oh. you go, man. Yeah, that one. And it's good. Check it out. And it should yeah. come with two stickers. I got two stickers in mine. Hold on. Unless they just didn't like you. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All so right, man. Check that out. Glad to see you got it, too. Yeah, yeah. I went ahead and ordered it from him. I like Wayne. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. that cover is fucking badass looking, man. Look, look at that. That's fucking metal. Oh, yeah. Totally. Metal as fuck. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it was good talking to you, Bushy. Uh, yeah. A little bummed out because now I got to work all fucking night. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> hate it. I Love hate working the floor. And, uh, keep drinking. No, you, you do that, dude. And um, yeah, man, I guess I'll see everybody later. Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. Bye, vinyl. We'll see you next time. Yes.
Alright, good. Yeah, Shane. Yeah. Yeah, Shane. Alright, we are Rocket Pod 2023 Plug Podcast. Here with Mr. Craig Gask, comedian extraordinaire. Yes, sir. And I gotta say, you interrupted a world tour, an arena tour? My first arena tour I did across Australia and New Zealand. I was opening for Russell Peters, who is uh, a comedian who is crushing comedy for the last 10 years, but Chris Rock refers to him as the most unknown famous guy in comedy because uh, Russell uh, can fill arenas and theaters, uh, but there's a lot of people who don't know him because Russell's a Canadian guy who is of East Indian descent, so his audience, um, in his own words, are brown people. So there's a lot of brown people come out to the shows, and they are, it's, it's some of the best audiences I've ever performed for. So yeah, my first arena tour, I had a, a lot of fun because some of the arenas I had been to before going to concerts down in uh, New Zealand and in uh, Australia. So it was a trip to go back and perform in those same venues, you know? So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I've never seen a show out of country besides Canada, but that doesn't count. If you mm. drive there, it's not out of country. Yeah, I'm a big music fan, so I'm always, like, I, I loved going to different concert venues all over the country and seeing, like, I wonder what, what uh, Red Rocks is like. I wonder, like, famous concert venues, like right. famous arenas, like Madison Square Garden, you know, stuff like that. And I uh, was always such a music fan that I wanted to experience them in every famous venue that there is, you know? That's so. awesome. I, I grew up in Germany, but I was young, so... No shit, military kid? Yes, sir. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, I enlisted myself to go to Germany or Korea or anywhere before drug New York, which is where I was stuck. Oh, wow. But, uh, I think you were saying you enlisted yourself in the KISS Army. <laughs> I just waiting for you to say I enlisted myself. No, but, but I'm bummed. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, uh, but you ended up in, where is Fort Drub, New York? It is 30 minutes south of the Canadian border. If you get oh, over 81 north, you drive as far as you can. Until you get to the border. No shit. That's where Fort Drum is, 10th Mountain Division. Wow. Uh, wow. Time to glory. Who are you guys? So you went to a lot of concerts in Montreal? Uh, no. That's, boy, that's a long drive. Is it? I would just go to Ottawa. Ottawa, okay. Like my first concert was actually Kiss in 96 on the reunion tour up in Ottawa. That was your first concert? With Holy the generation shit. of, I, I, had, I had parents who wouldn't let me go to shows, man. No shit. <laughs> so, it was bad enough I listened to the devil. I didn't have to go see him in the flesh, that kind of thing. My mom would, uh, just from the imagery, uh, my whole family's deaf. I don't know if you know that, but yes. my whole family's deaf. So my mom didn't like the imagery of bands. So when I went to see Motley Crue on the Shout at the Devil tour, opening for Ozzy on the Bark at the Moon tour, um, I came home with my Shout at the Devil t-shirts, and I, I remember coming back from school one day, and I was looking through my dresser drawers, and I was like, where's my Motley Crue shirts? My mom was like, I threw them away, you know, it's like, yeah. why? She's like, it's the devil, I'm not going to let you, and I was like, the devil? And I was like, it's not, it's like, it's, it's Shout at the Devil, like, you know, whatever kind of lame argument that is, shout out to them. <laughs> you got to love the conservative 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the conservative anything, yeah. But, but like, um, I just, I wasn't allowed to do any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but um, but still a huge music fan, and uh, uh, it's funny what would scare you as a kid. Like, the first time I heard uh, Number of the Beast, that uh, in the beginning, or yes. not in the beginning, that, uh, but that intro, in the beginning is Motley Crue. Uh, right. But that intro to Number of the Beast scared the fuck out of yes. me. I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, these guys are into the fucking devil, dude. No way. I was really scared of it. But it's um, 
you know, you get older and you realize uh, it's silly. It's just it's entertainment. Yeah, it's all show. <clears throat> you know, it's funny because I, I grew up in the church and, like I said, a wicked Christian conservative household. Oh, wow. And uh, I got into King Diamond real, real early. Yeah. But I fell asleep one night listening to Abigail, the only record that ever gave me nightmares. <laughs> Did you really? Gave me nightmares because of the whole funeral part at the very beginning. Wow, my friend Matt Flynn is the biggest, biggest King Diamond fan in the world. And Matt Flynn plays drums in a band called Maroon 5. Nice. <laughs> and he's the biggest King Diamond fan in the world. Oh, he loves, he's, I, you know, I, I tease him about it, and I'll be like, you know, King Diamond? Really? And he'll be like, dude, have you heard Abigail? Have you, like, have you heard Abigail do Seriously, that album, that album's the shit, man. You gotta listen to Abigail. It's great stuff. I've, uh, I've been a fan for years. I mean, that album gave me nightmares, but it didn't scare me away. Yeah. And I finally got to see Merciful Fate last year. Oh, no shit. Down in Atlanta. So it was uh, it was kind of a twofer. Because right. I never thought I'd see Fate. Yeah. And I had never seen King. So I got two for one. Wow. Gotta see a King solo show, though. That's still on the bucket list. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen King Diamond. Uh, never saw Merciful Fate. Wait, did I see Mer No, I never saw Merciful Fate. Although, what was that show with Slayer? There was a tour, that uh, uh, Rockstar Energy tour. Wasn't that with uh, Slayer and King Diamond? I don't know. There's, sorry, I'm rambling on and on. I know it's, it's okay. There's so many shows that are hard to remember anyway. You know what's funny is uh, last year my podcast interviewed you here. Yeah. But if you remember, that room was so hot. Yeah. I, I wasn't present. My co-host got to talk to you. He's running late today. And it's like... Okay, so now you get the other half of the show. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, I'm you, had ready the for talent, you had the talent the first time. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> now, so what do you have going on in the future here? We know what's going on here. This is Rock and Pod, uh, yep. and I definitely want to talk about the things you'll be doing here this weekend. But what do you have coming up? Uh, I don't know when this is going to uh, end up on the Internet, but in a few days from now, on March 20th, I'll be sitting in on the Howard Stern Show for a full week, uh, March 20th to the 22nd. A full week for Howard is Monday through Wednesday. He has very, very uh, light workloads uh, for, I mean, although doing any kind of a show where you're having to come up with five hours of content or four hours of content a day is not easy to do. But, um, but he's a legend and a guy who cracked the code on how to change radio, but he's... Uh, uh, he's, he's earned a lighter schedule for himself, which is what he does Monday through Wednesday. Um, touring a lot uh, throughout uh, uh, the year, all over the country and back around the world. I'll be doing more shows down under. And all that info is at getgas.com, getgas with two s's.com, and, um, and uh, making money doing comedy. So, but what a great way to make money. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you've had some epic appearances on Howard Stern anyway, so, mm -hmm. so that'll be fun to tune in when you come back to that. What do you have going on this weekend? Let's tell the people what this Rock and Pod thing's all about. We are fucking with KISS again, one of my favorite bands in the world. Uh, KISS exposed that video that they came out with that they used to sell in music stores back in the day. The Great Mockumentary. The Great Mockumentary, which uh, bands would always put out these VHS tapes, which were uh, supposed to be candid shots of these bands just on the road, having fun with a mix of their music videos thrown in. Right. Um, 
and uh, it was supposed to show some kind of insight into the band, however they wanted to present it to you. And in Kiss Exposed, uh, the whole band Kiss lives in a mansion uh, together that's filled with half-naked women. Yes. Um, the video, the content in the video did not age well. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, Me Too moments <laughs> in the video now that are hilarious. Uh, and, uh, but it was, it was life in, you know, back then. Dude, everyone was getting laid back then. That's what happened. Everybody was having sex with each other. We created all the diseases back then, yes. and it was a fun time. And we all developed a... Um, um, uh, a, a high tolerance to penicillin, and this is the way we lived. So uh, it's um, Kiss Exposed is very much a reflection of the time, and it's an amazing video to watch. So uh, Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, I believe, we're going to be doing the uh, uh, commentary, live commentary to. Uh, to Kiss Exposed, and then that night we're doing a comedy show with Eric Martin from Mr. Big doing stand-up comedy for the first time ever, and that's all happening here at Rockin' Pod, so. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's going to be a good time. I, I was at the one last year. Mm -hmm. That went off great. The, uh, the Phantom of the Park, as, as much as I thought I liked that movie, I liked it so much better with the commentary in the oh, background. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kiss Exposed is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yep. I watch that stupid thing at least once a year. No shit! <laughs> oh my god, it's great. I haven't watched it in a few years, so I've been watching it and making notes, and I'm like, wow, this is really, this is so representative of that time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so bad, but it's so good. Mm -hmm. You know, that, I, I go to extreme close-up a lot, too, mm -hmm. but that was a little more serious. So I, I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. Mm -hmm. You know, on that. Now that's going to be you, Jameson, and Dole, right? Courtney and Cronin Courtney, Courtney Cronin Dole. Yep. And we're going to have uh, um, a couple of pop-ins from some other people on the show as well. But yes, it's us on Sunday afternoon, same theater um, nice. uh, that we that we did last year for Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. That was a, a real highlight for me. I really love it. That was two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, or was well, it was because we didn't do it last summer. He put oh, it yeah. off until March. Until March. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was. Uh, so I'm excited to get back with my friends and have some fun again. We've already been writing notes to each other back and forth about it. So That's great. Yeah. It's a good time. Hope you guys come down here and see this. I'm sitting here with Craig Gass. Great comedian, great impressionist. I didn't ask him to do impressions because he did them all on the show last time he was here. <laughs> I just missed them all, but I got to see a stand-up where they definitely come out. Yeah. It's a fun show. Yeah, it, it's a great show. Um, I love Janice and I love you. Courtney, I've never been able to talk to her. I finally get to talk to her this time. Oh, right on. So I'm really looking forward to that as she's well. She's hilarious. I love she, her. She's great. I need to catch a Kiss Cruise just so I can hear her there. Yeah. Uh, I've always brought her on the Kiss Cruise with me. I've done a Kiss Cruise four times now, but the last three I brought Courtney with me, and she just is the perfect person to do the shows with me. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, she's a perfect uh, person to... She's just so likable. She's so fucking likable. So she's so likable. She's so nice. She's just a very kind person. Mm -hmm. And it's hard not to like somebody like that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find a flaw in that. Yeah, agreed. She's uh, been one of my best friends for the last 20 years, and I love her. And I love everything that she's been doing lately. It's, um, she's been doing really well for herself. So well, that's great. Yeah. No, good luck to you on Stern. I'm sure you're going to do fine. Thank you, buddy. You've been great every time. Thank you. Good luck this Sunday. Can't wait to see both things happen. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a blast, man. Hell yeah. We will see you later. Thank you so much, Mr. Craig. Thank you, Craig. brother. Yes. I'll see you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it.
Yeah! What can we do? You're just gonna have to do this. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big concern. Rockapod 2023, I finally get to sit down with the great Courtney Cronin. The final interview of the day. Finally, we've waited all day. Oh dear. Oh dear. I think we're going in order of looks. Oh yeah, go to order of You're talking about us, yeah, man. I'm like, you know, come on. I mean, nobody wants to see Miguel of the Gorilla naked, let me tell you. <laughs> Miss Courtney, it's so nice to meet you. Uh, my first interaction with you yes, was you walking by me last year, which was fine. I got it. <laughs> no, you did the um, you did the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park thing. Now, you had to leave. I did. I but had a you, show I had to start. But you got the mic drop joke of the night. I did oh. a mic drop. Absolutely. That was a great joke. Best of the night. What was that? The box set joke? It was hilarious. Yeah. The Vinnie Vincent box set, I think. Pam was going to open the talisman box, and I said, ooh, I hope my Vinnie Vincent box set is in here. And, and then dropped the mic and left. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was absolutely great. You're only a fucking Kiss nerd would know that joke. Uh, well, that of course. You've got a room full of Kiss nerds. <laughs> but that, so you, yeah, that's why them. you got to bring the heavy you gotta guns know your to that audience, stuff. Man. you got to know your you audience. Know your audience. Right. And Vinny is fair game in this crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you fuck somebody over, that's how it goes. <laughs> kind of how He's it got goes. He's history of fucking people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you, Ian. I got to put all my buttons on. See, uh, Miss Courtney was talking to the guys with Rock and Metal Combat podcast here before us. They stole 15 minutes of our time, so she's doing overtime right now. And then Wadzilla just had to interrupt us again, throwing her a button. What? <laughs> what? What, what kind of fucking thing is this? You know, where's, where's security right now? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, they're not, they, that's what I was saying. They, they had to prepare the listeners to, for a woman to really speak on the show. They're like, what's that, what's that noise? That man has a weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So we have women on our show. We're not, we're not sexist. No, that way. they're not either. I just joke because their fans are like not hardcore, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. They are the Slayer. They are. They are. The, they are the Slayer fans of the podcast. Yeah, like they're one of them. Yeah, we're the reason I I do this. Yeah, I'm it, a fan too. So like, they're awesome. it's funny to me. No, these these guys are great. I love juvenile humor. I like your humor, which is not juvenile. Uh, we got to see you at the uh, Punchlines and Backlines last year, and it was, dude, that went off great. It was amazing. And, and we're about to do the, it, it's like deja vu. We're doing the same shit tomorrow. I know. And I'm stoked because I hear you're bringing the Rock and Metal guys on. I'm bringing them on uh, for, um, oh, you mean uh, the metal that metal show? You mean Don? Nope, uh, the, the movie screening. Oh, the screening. Yeah, that'll be Don and Craig and I, and then I've got Ralph and Ian are going to come in and during the, the music on a couple of the songs. I can only have them for a little bit, you know, because they're, they're a lot. Yeah. But, but they have all this inside stuff that I think would be really fun for the crowd, and they make me laugh, so... Well, they're, they're funny guys. And, uh, yeah. and great guys, too. Just yeah, they're good people. Oh, yeah. My daughter loves Ralph. i got to keep him away from her. Oh, no, that's scary. It is. He keeps asking, how old is she? Is it 17? Oh, so, dear. He says, so what, two years? Two years? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph is 78. What's going on? I know it. It's it's bad. But no, uh, tomorrow we're going to be doing Kiss Exposed. Yeah. I haven't seen that in years. Really? I, I watched I, it a I couple weeks ago. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, 
it is just it would never fly today yeah. there's no kiss would be canceled immediately yeah the, the whole <laughs> me too movement the, i think everybody everybody yeah. would get involved you know we're gonna do a me too counter <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and see like what it gets up to <laughs> I, I could only imagine i watched it a couple weeks ago so i'm like okay how bad was this it's not phantom of the park and so I put it in, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Stanley and his root beer and his cereal. Oh, God. Uh, Ian and I were actually talking about that earlier today. <laughs> so what do you do when you're not coming out to rock a pot, hanging out with all these crazy people? What, um, what does Courtney do? You're out there on the West Coast, aren't you? I'm on the West Coast. I lay in bed and cry a lot. Um, no. <laughs> I'm a writer and I write for television and for other comedians and I'm always hustling, always working on the next gig. I work with a lot of private clients that just, you know, call me up when they need material for stuff and nice. I do like, you know, like a couple clients a day. Sometimes I try not to do more than two or three because then I get burnt out. But um, and then I've been writing on an A&E show that comes out in June. I've been on uh, writing for that um, this last year. and. Um, that's called Thousand Ways to Dine, and it's a comedy travel food show starring Michael Yo. Oh, wow. Michael Yo. So he's great. And we've worked together a few times before. So A and E, same network as Kissery. <laughs> so you're in good company. I'm on the Kissery network. That's all I yes. care about. I'm like, can I meet the Kissery people? Well, you know, it is the greatest band of all time. They're pretty great. Look, leave me alone, Metal Mike. And I hate, and I, your I hate that look. shirt over there. I love Kiss. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. They pop my rock and metal cherry. My brother brought me Kiss alive when I was a little boy. It changed my life. But who, who's your number one? It is Sabbath. Okay. Yes. But I love Kiss. Kiss is like very, very. Important. Every everybody loves Kiss. Mine's yeah. the Backstreet Boys, but I then I'm Kiss. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, I like Crowded House and Squeeze. Like those are my two favorite bands. Nice. Actually, Crowded House wasn't that bad. No, they're great, and if you go, if you take a little bit of a dive, you know, into their stuff, there's some really, really good music. And same with Squeeze, and they were so experimental and crazy. They did all kinds of crazy shit. Like they're great. Don't bring up Crowded House. They broke up. DJs, right? That's all I listen. Of course. Like, don't get me wrong. Metal, hard rock, and metal is my my first love. But I like. I I can sit here and talk to you about Mozart. Talk to you about Obituary or Black Sabbath or the Beatles. Yeah. Rolling Stones or whatever, you know. It's yeah. just, I like all kinds of people. I even like Abba, for fuck's sake. Yeah, everybody likes Every, Abba. Everybody likes no, Abba. No, they don't. Oh, Our really? old Taylor don't like fucking Abba. Oh, really? No. Oh, he's always posting stuff like, I hate this. Everybody right. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I'm that like, guy. No Internet attention who are you, Mr. Uh-huh. He likes to stir up trouble. Yes, he does. What do you have going on after this? Um... I actually have the Monsters of Rock cruise. Nice. I'm doing that again this year with um, with Don Jameson. Sorry, and uh, James. Uh, James. Jim Florentine. I love Jim. Hi, James. No, Jim Florentine. <laughs> and uh, we're doing punchlines and backlines. And um, one of our guests is going to be Todd Latore from Queensrÿche. Oh wow. Yeah, and we can't say who our second guest is right. yet. Because we're trying to lock that down. At least not on the record. 
Well, we're not really sure. We don't want to say because we're not sure yeah, yeah, if you don't get it, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's kind of hard for them to say no because they're on a boat. It's like we know what room they're in. We right. Like, Look, you're here for five days. Yeah, you can't say you're busy. I have your schedule right in front of me, dude. You're here for five days. We even yeah. know where your cabin's at, bro. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, now, growing up comedy, I love to laugh. I think I'm funny. I'm not. <laughs> but what is it that clicks with you when you're watching? Was it watching comedians? Was it listening to comic records? Because I've never been able to dive into the mind of a comic, especially one that's sweet. The other guys have something to sell. Well, <laughs> well, I'm more of a writer anyway. Like, I'm not, like, on, you know? Like, I should be a little bit more on when I'm doing a podcast. Sometimes I have stuff prepared. But today's hard, you know? It's like... It's a long day. It's a long day. And, like, you know, I don't want to say the same things over and over. So I just, you know, try to change it up. But really, it's... Uh, I just loved watching it. I, I watched a lot of comedy specials. Whenever someone had a new special on HBO that I was right there watching. And... And I just admired it as you know, as an art form, and, and, and realized didn't realize how difficult it really is until I started doing it. Uh, it's I hard. Told my partner a while back here that if you can do comedy, you can do anything. Because comedy is the hardest thing. To do it, it's opinion. hard. Making people laugh is the most hardest, difficult thing to do. If you can do that, you can do like, and I'm talking actors, so you can do drama, drama. You can do yeah. pretty much whatever the fuck you want. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean. That's just my opinion. I still haven't made people laugh yet, but one day <laughs> it will happen. Oh, you that's, made me laugh a few times. That's right not oh. true. That's not true. Listen to her. It, no, it's just, it's fun, like, kind of finding my place in this world and just, you know, creating this show and, the, and this crowd and these friends. That's, and, that's awesome. Like, you this, created a show. How fucking cool is I that? wait all year for this. You know, like, I want, this is what I want to do. Like, right. now... You know, we brought the show to Vegas, and we were doing it at Count's Vamp there. And, you know, we're still trying to put an L.A. show together because Nita Strauss wants to do it. Oh, wow. And she talked to me about it, like, how freaking cool would that be? That'd be great. You know, like, to have Nita doing it. She'd have great material. And she was going to work with me, but then... It got crazy. She got the stuff with Denny Lovato, and she, she's so busy. Every time I look at her, no, she's back with Alice again. Yeah. Every time I look at her Instagram, I'm like, oh man, I gotta text Nita. And then she was so busy, and we were, you know, texting back and forth trying to work it out. But it hasn't. We haven't. You know, we got to get together. She's just a hard woman. You know, track down. She's very well, it's the in demand. logistics of it. It, it's the logistics, and, and she doesn't. She's not always in LA, but. Um, uh, you know, when she is, I'm just gonna try and show up at an event and just like try and catch her. You know, because it right. was it was face to face that we had the interaction. You know, so um, but I was like, I would kill to, to write for her. Like that would be a great honor for me. You know, it's like I'm a fan. And right. I think she's you know an incredible musician and and her three times She's incredible and and she's so fun to watch and she's cool and funny. You know, like she's cool. So I think it'd be cool to see a different side of her and I think. It would be, you know, like showing a little bit of vulnerability and everything. Because she's a, she's a nice person. Right. You know, she gets she, on stage with Alice. She's like a badass. And yeah. you know, she's got the blood. And she's, you know, got the guitar up and down. And the wow, wow. And banging it on the floor. Like, you know, it's crazy. But she is just like freaking cool shit, you know. That's like, so cool. Yeah. That's great. So look forward to Nita Strauss doing one of these eventually. Oh, that would be awesome. Man. Somewhere where I can't trying. be, probably. Uh, Gotta do a pay-per-view or something. It'll probably be L.A. Well, that's one thing I say. There's no recording and we're not posting anything online. Absolutely not. Right. Because none of these people would do it if that right. was the case. Oh, yeah. 
And honestly, it doesn't translate on video when you watch it. I mean, we do some audio recordings and I'll pull like a couple jokes that got the biggest laughs. And then, like sometimes, I'll send those into things, whatever. But I get per- I get permission, right? You know, like Kip, Kip Winger's set on the Monsters of Rock cruise last year was just I don't want to say the word epic, but it really was. Like, really? I mean, he killed so hard, he crushed. That's great. And Don's in the back going, I don't want to go after this. What the fuck? I'm not going after Kip Winger. He's like, I never thought I'd say that before. But I mean, it was just it just could not have been more fun. That's awesome. Now, yeah. now, for those that don't know when you live in the Stone Ages, what we're talking about here is the uh, punchlines and backlines. If you have comics on stage, they do their thing, but they work with musicians. Yes. And they come up and do a set. Rockstars doing comedy for the first time. It is it, it is brilliant. We were there last year. And it, it just crushed. It was I the mean, funniest yeah, thing ever. And I think it, the reason why it's successful or is successful is my father's always said that he thinks musicians are frustrated comedians and the comedians Everybody are says that. Musicians, we, you know? we say that he too. Says, he's been saying that for years. So when I told him that, he's like, I have no doubt it'll kill. And he goes, and then look at people like Ozzy, man. Ozzy's funny. Ozzy's man, always man. funny. I mean, yeah. hilarious. I mean, Bill Ward told him years ago, man, if you ever get tired of doing the rock and roll, then you always be a fucking comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Zach Wild. Like he's another one of my. Ace Fraley's another one. You know what? Ace said that to me. I just went to the show, and um, uh, John Astronomy, his tour manager, was like, "Courtney, come meet Ace." And I'm always so nervous. I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I said, he goes, Ace, this is Courtney, she's a comedian, she does the show where the musicians do the comedy and she does jokes about you. And I go, I only do flattering jokes about you. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, what? Because you know he's deaf. And I'm like, right. I only do flattering jokes about you, Ace. <laughs> and, um, and then he's like, you can do jokes about me. And I went, okay. And he goes, come on, I'm funny. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, you are funny. And I would love to have him, yeah. you know? I mean, it is a process to get ready for the stage for them like there's a lot of work that goes into it like we spend a lot of time doing what you do you know i mean hey staying on comedy ain't fucking easy no if it was everybody fucking do yeah we really are stupid idiots for what we do but um you know it's nice when like people go you know oh thank you when they go, I was having a really bad day, and you made me laugh. Oh, I love you guys. Interrupted by rock and metal again. Fuck these guys. These guys. <laughs> hey, nobody listens to her show. Who was the guy you wouldn't tell me about earlier? Oh. I'm kidding. You tell me tomorrow. All right, tell us tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Oh God! They're not even a real fucking band. Stop that! Oh, I was hoping it was something. I was, tr- good. I was trying to read Wadzilla's lips, but I couldn't. <laughs> oh, well, Courtney, they are wrapping it up here. Uh, <laughs> we're the last people here. Yeah, we're the last ones here. Thanks, thanks for coming on. I know we were. I know we were at the end. Yeah. You got carried over with your friends, but I get it. I love Ralph, too. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go meeting you the first time. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know. It's so crazy. I, I walked in here, and I couldn't. I didn't realize how many people I knew. I knew, like, so many people, and then I just, it makes me so happy. But I was saying, like, it's when someone says that to you after a comedy show, you know I'm going through a divorce, or, I, you know, I had a bad day, and you made me laugh, and I really like that joke you said about this, because I really relate to that. Right. So thank you for saying that, and it's like, oh, that's great, you know? Know, like 
I could have completely bombed, had a terrible night, and one person could come up and say something nice, and I'll still focus on the one person that didn't laugh. But it, <laughs> that's what we do. We all go, did you see the guy with his arms folded? Fuck that guy. Like, that's what we do. The fuck are you going to a fucking comedy show if you're going to fucking have a good time? Yeah, if you're not going to laugh, like, why are you here? So, um, but anyway, that's uh, that's the whole point to keep That's going. great. It's, it's got to be a lot better than the other one. A stone cold room and nobody likes it and you don't get the coffee or they come up and want to cancel because I was offended by that joke. Yeah, that happens too. Yeah. I'm getting a little tired of that but I have the kind of comedy that's very rarely offending anyone. Right. But I feel for my friends that are, you know, that kind of do that stuff and it's hard for them now. And it sucks because I don't think any of it is meant maliciously. Of course not. You know, and it's like people... They've been saying it for years, it's a joke, you know, right. it's a joke. But it has to be funny, that's the fine line. Yeah. Well, yeah. It has to be funny, if it's not funny and you're just a dick, then no, well, I'm not on your to, side. If you're just being cruel for a cruel shake. Which happens, which that's does happen. Yeah, and that's and, and that's not a good thing, you know, being no. funny. Thank you, Martin. Martin played last night. Yeah, he did, and he just brought us his second album. He, and signed it. Aw, that's, that's cool. Great. Awesome. Good guy. Good I, bought, guy. I bought one thing today, and it was Chuck Smith's new CD, and he signed it for me. And then he gave me a button. That's great. Um, I know. I had no time to go to go shopping, to go merch shopping. I did. Oh, you were busy all day. We we did it smart last year. We were busy all day long. This oh, time, all day long. Yeah. It's like interview after interview after interview. There'd be times where I'm like, Man, "Daddy, go take a piss." That Man, that fun. room was packed. That was yeah, crazy. It was hot. Very it hot. was hot. Well, we're going to let you go. We're going to see you tomorrow at the Kiss Exposed screening. Uh, and at the, at the Oh, I'm so Looking glad you're coming to both. Can't, can't wait for the Exposed screening. Hey, man. Big fan. Oh, you. you guys are so and the sweet. The punchlines and backlines is brilliant. We love Thank it. Thank you. You're yeah, very I think welcome. Eric Martin's going to surprise everybody. He's more of a storyteller, so it's a little bit different. A little yeah. bit different. Well, that, hey, I love good stories. Though, yeah, man, that's cool too. You can tell me a story. You get me to the punchline eventually. Funny you right. Say that. We get, he does friend, get to the punchline. My friend, who's also my co-host on the Metal Mike Show, the live show I do at metalstation.com Friday nights. Gee, Jesus <laughs> Christ! They've heard it seven times Fuck today. You, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. He's, he heard Eric telling some stories. He's like, dude, he tells great stories. Oh, today? Yeah. Yeah, Don was feeding well, him stuff. He, yeah. I said, he's supposed to be there tomorrow night. And I was like, cool. So he was really into it. So. That's awesome. Awesome. Can't, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you for taking the time to me talk too. to Me too. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey. Thank you no, so much. No, we appreciate having you. you. All right. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you.